BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. It's April 24th, and I promised Jeremy Lambert that I would get an intro to this weird show that we do on Fightful Overbook called In the Weeds. Uh, good morning, Jeremy Lambert. How are you doing? Good morning. That intro. I don't know what I expected. I have no idea what I expected. I gave no direction. I just said, can we get an intro for this show? And you hit up your old pal, Tim, and... That is what has been produced. Shout out to Tim for absolutely doing whatever that was. <laughs> we had no I, like the, I like the Vince McMahon photo at the end, though. For those that, that don't know the reference of, of In the Weeds, I hope that clarifies things for everybody. Yeah, not, not so much In the Weeds now, are we? Jeremy Lambert. Anyway, we got a lot coming up today. Uh, 10.30 a.m. Impact World Champion Steve Macklin's going to join us a little later on in the show. Ali Albright, who is uh, recently seen having Mercedes Monet wearing her gear. She's a big super fan and also a wrestler in her own right. Uh, Ali's going to be joining us to talk about Mercedes Monet and Mayu Iwatani uh, from the big stardom show this past weekend. We got so much more to talk about, including a gentleman who's going to join us right now. He hosts the Weekender podcast and the spotlight on Fightful and Fightful Select, respectively. It's Steven Jensen. How you doing, Mr. Jensen, with your mute button on? You can take that I'm off. I'm doing good. I took the mute button off just then. Thank you. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on, on uh, short notice, fellas. I have the, <clears throat> the day off the shoot job today, so uh, the plan is to do this, and then I'm going to record the Weekender, and then I'm going to go see the Mario movie, and then we go to Dave and Buster's. So i got to... Got a good, uh, oh, good morning boy. lined up today. So, that's, that's a Steven good. Jensen special right there. That's yes. a great day. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I'm getting paid, too. This is a paid day off from work. So, yes. I knew I had I a one of those. 
Where's Where's Sean Ross Sapp? Gave me a paid day off. No, he sh- you say his name and he shows up and plays the video from Black Label, and then we get to monetize. <laughs> it's a bad deal. It's not great. Uh, Jensen, first of all, enjoy the stuff today because uh, I did see the Mario movie. It's a lot of fun. I-, I hope you enjoy it. And of course, Dave and Buster's for you as always. Dave and Buster's, damn it. Uh, so hope have fun. Yeah. Let's bro, I haven't I haven't I haven't been to a movie theater literally since the last movie I saw in the theaters was the first Ted movie like 15 wow. years ago or whatever. I've been wow. to a movie theater in so long because now you just watch everything digitally. It's so easy. But like, I don't know, there's something about going out like and like my friend has the day off, too. And it's like we can just go hang out. I haven't been to a theater in forever. And he's got the thing where it's got like the you buy like a medium popcorn, but they like upgrade it to large for like no extra charge or whatever. So I'm like, all right, let's just let's go. Let's go to the theater. I haven't been in forever. Anyway, appreciate you guys. Um, have me on. I know. I know you guys want to hear me talk about wrestling and not, uh, not the Mario movie. So, well, I mean, uh, we could talk about the Well, yeah, we'll review the Mario movie on the spotlight on Thursday. That'll just be our entire show, just a Mario. <laughs> That'll movie. be our other spotlight. Uh, other exactly. spotlight, Mario. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Mr. Jensen, you spent uh, some time watching the wrestling live this past weekend. Uh, you were at the yeah. GCW show at Center Stage in Atlanta, and of course at Battle Slam last night. Uh, I mean, let's start with GCW because that's a show that uh, people were able to watch on Fight Plus right as it happened live. Uh, talk to us about it. It was uh, it was a really fun show. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, shout out to GCW and the team over there. When I got to the venue, so they do Center Stage, and <clears throat> and I, I had no idea where my seats were going to be or anything. Uh, full transparency, when it comes to GCW, I just ask Sean, you know, kind of what's, what's up with GCW. And then like, I just kind of get relayed whether I have tickets or not to stuff. Usually smaller independent shows, I just go through the promoters. So I know most of them, but some, some companies like GCW, I have no idea when I get there, like what it's going to be like, if I'm going to have a seat when I'm not, I, don't, I know you recently to a GCW show as well, Joel, and it's probably similar where it's like, like you just have to be in the building. Don't know what it's going to be like. And, um, I, I, I get there and I'm looking at the tickets they gave me and I can't find the seats. So I'm like, uh oh, like what what seats are these? Um, I find like a guy who works at the venue and they walk us all the way down. There was two empty, like fold up chairs next to commentary, and that's where they sat, me and my friends. And I was like, Thank you so much. So it was an incredible experience. We were right up there, right, right on the ring. I'm I rewatched on Fight TV. I'm in a ton of the shots. Like when Blake Christian came out for his intro, I was right behind him doing the doing the thing with him. My buddy who I was with, uh Speedball Mike Bailey, put put um Alex Zane on top or vice versa on top of my friend, like in his chair, he was on top of his body. I got the hell out of the way. I got out of there and he, he kicked him. And my buddy took the kick. He said, he almost got kicked in the face. You could feel the, the air of the, the kick hit him. He almost hit him in the face. So we were right up there. It was, it was a ton of fun. Um, got a quick uh, interview with Teriyaki that's up on Fightful Select. And um, also then after the show and shout out Caden. I got to meet Caden in person. That was wow. great. Um, Kane's a very, very nice person. Very, very nice person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but after the show, it was cool because uh, I talked to Cole Radrick about meeting up with him. So we were just hanging out like in the seats after the show while they were taking the ring down. And while we were about to start interviewing, Jade Newman came up because yeah, I've known him for forever. So we just started talking, doing an interview. And then, like, um, within like a few minutes, more people to start like walking up. So like by the end of it, it was like me, Cole Radrick, Brian Keith, Scott Hensley, um, Jaden Newman. I'm probably missing some people in there too. Um, and that's on Fightful Select as well. There was like, there was like five of us that just all walked up and I was just like, I got my microphone going. Let's just, who's here? Hey, you plug something. You know what I mean? I just, just, just hand it to him. And uh, that wound up being one of my favorite, just kind of like interviews I've ever done just because everyone was just, 
down to oh Carmen Michael was there too, the commentator from New South. Um, so it was a uh, it was really cool because it was a lot of people I've known for a long time. Some of them I've never met in person. Some I've seen a thousand times. So it was just really cool to be around everyone. Um, and then uh, so that was GCW. Uh, the the show itself I thought was really really good. Center stage showed out. Had a good had a better turnout this this time the last time too. Like more people came. So uh, so yeah, GCW in Atlanta was a was an awesome experience. Shout out to that whole crew and and it was awesome. Before you get into Battle Slam, I do got to ask: Have you ever seen Shigehiro Irie live up until now? Yeah, one time in Glory Pro Wrestling, but it had to have been like five years ago. It's been a long time. Yeah how how has that enhanced that product? Has oh he is oh he's way better. Yeah, like so he he was he was good, and I I knew even back then everyone like loved him. Everyone really talked really highly of him. But I had only seen him really at that Glory Pro show. And then I'd see his name pop up occasionally here or there, but not really so much like in the States. Like he just was really off off most people's radar for a while. But um, he's Cole Radrick's best friend, like legit best friend. And Cole corrected me. I've always called him Shigehiro Irie because that's how the commentary usually pronounces Irie, but it's EDA, like the letters like E-D-A. So I'm going to try to do that going for EDA um is is the correct pronunciation uh but yeah no he's 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 gotten way better um and he's super over like that's you know even more importantly he's like he's very over everywhere he's wrestling right now gcw crowd loves him so yeah yeah eda eda is the man yeah it sounded like it was a really hot match him and uh, and cole Ryder. i'm gonna, yeah. gonna go back and watch that so uh, it'll be it'll be fun uh yeah let, so so do you want to talk about battle slam or jeremy you want to you want to pop in with anything Oh, tell us about Battle Slam, Stephen Jensen. Jensen's going to give an e- a longer recap on uh, Spotlight this Thursday as well. But tell us yeah. about Battle Slam. They were they returned. Yes, and also I'll I'll be recording the Weekender podcast right after this. So if y'all want to jump on FightfulSelect.com, um, I'll give a full review and all the results for Battle Slam um, and uh, and talk even more about GCW and then all the other stuff we normally talk talk about, like uh, you know uh, NXT Level Up and. MLW and all that stuff too. Um, Battle Slam was great. Uh, another really fun show. It was held in a mall, which was different. It was like a small mall. Um, they had like the whole back of the mall to themselves. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a really fun show. Baron didn't wrestle. He's still recovering from injury. Uh, I got to talk to him after the show. That interview will drop probably pretty soon. I sent it to Jeremy last night. Um, also got an interview with Larry Lazard from top team. I talked to Terry Aki, one of the other top team members. So those guys are really showing out all over the place right now. Um, but yeah, Madison was a great show. Um, I'm trying to think of some stuff to look out for. I would say, hold a card up just real quick here. Um, the main event was Shoot Taylor versus Lee Moriarty. Since there wasn't a Battle Slam uh, Icons title match, that's Shoot Taylor is like the number one contender coming into the show. And Lee Moriarty is obviously obviously Lee Moriarty. Um, I would say big shout out to Hyena Hera, who is someone who, for the first up until like really this show, she always was at Battle Slam shows, like pulling tickets, like working the shows. And I, I believe she's a Nightmare Factory trainee. I've seen her at CDW as well um, here in Atlanta, so I know she's local, and I've known her really more so as like a girl who's just helping at the shows. And now she's getting booked on a lot more shows, and she wrestled against Amira Rose um, on, on this show. And she was, Hyena's getting like really good too. So it's, it's really cool seeing some of these kids go from trainees to like getting over in a ring. So like there, there was a lot of really good stuff. Shout out Richard King. I'm wearing his shirt right now. Him and him and his mom, his mom brings him to like all these shows. His mom's like the sweetest lady ever. So shout out to her as well. 
just really, really nice people. Shout out Trey Lamar. Uh, we're gonna get him on the spotlight soon. So like, there's a lot of there's a, there's a ton of talent at these Battle Slam shows, and it's uh, they're a different type of vibe, a different type of event. It's something that I think people really enjoy, and uh, I think you'll like it when it drops on fight. People can search uh, for our interview we did with Richard King, where he talks about his mom and putting his mom yep. over, helping him yep. out uh, through through his career. So glad to see Battle Slam <laughs> back. And he's got sweet merch, dude. Like, I mean, I got one of these little like cards, like Richard oh. King card. Like, I mean, he, that, that's a, that's something that people need to know. Like, if you're an indie wrestler, have cool merch. Like, have stuff. Like, I saw a ton of kids that probably had no idea who Richard King was going into the show. A ton of those kids bought these cards, and I saw them all walking around with them because he has cool trading cards. So, I mean, just yeah, just putting that over. I think it's like, really clever. I think we've tried cool, it, right? We've tried to help people like, like Vinny. We're gonna we're Candles. gonna Vinny his candle line. Yeah, yeah. We, we've we've tried to help people with these merchandise ideas. So we're we're innovators cool out there. The ugly ducklings out there. If y'all have ever seen the ugly ducklings live, they have like plushes and like this whole set. I mean, it's like they're they're more known for their merch in some places than their actual wrestling. I mean, like so yeah, have cool merch. It's it's very important. Jensen, appreciate you popping on here for a few minutes to talk about your weekend at Battle Slam and GCW. We'll get into it more on the spotlight. I know you'll get sure. into it more on the weekender. Go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you at. Yeah, weekender is going to be recorded right after this, so it'll probably go live on uh, Select probably within the next couple hours. Um, so that's FightfulSelect.com. Uh, you can check that out. That's five bucks a month, and you get all the other great stuff, all Sean's news and all the other podcasts on there too. Um, and then like Jerry said, the spotlight every Thursday on the main Fightful channel, that's at, uh, 10, sorry, at 9.30 AM Eastern time, um, every Thursday. And this week, as long as nothing falls through, I don't want to say your guest's going to be, but he sounds excited. I, I've talked to our upcoming guest at GCW and he sounds very excited for it. So, um, it's, it's probably going to be someone you've definitely, you've heard of if you're a fan of GCW in the Indies. Um, so good interview and uh, a lot of stuff to talk about on Thursdays on the spotlight. So uh, that's pretty much it. You guys have a great Monday. Enjoy the show. Have a good time with the Macklin interview. That's badass. And uh, y'all in the chat, have a good day. See y'all Thursday. Thanks buddy. Take care. Bye, you know, I'll see y'all later today. Fightful select. We can a podcast. See there you go. There have you go. Some movies, buddy. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. More <laughs> movie Mario later movie. today. Even Buster. See y'all. There Jensen. you go. Bye Jensen. Shout out to Steven Jensen, a great man. The great yes. Steven Jensen. I like Steven Jensen. Why are him He's and I doing man. this show? I don't know. Cause... Oh, okay. Just making sure. Because <laughs> well, I was the one who suggested it. Why am I not doing this show alone is the, the better question, Joel. Do Burrow. you remember how this all came about, us doing this show? Yeah, we're going to just tell the story four episodes in, like it's some great no, lore. No, we're going to wait until it's a select exclusive, and then we'll, <laughs> we'll have people pay for it. That's what we do here, Jeremy. What are we doing? I wanted to tease them. Yes, yeah. Subscribe to Select to hear the origin story of, of this show that has been four episodes old so far. It's the twenty thousand Select subscriber bonus. That's what it's going to be in the weeds. We do a twenty-four hour in the weeds uh, session where Jeez, we I, just I, lose our minds. That that payday's got to be a lot bigger if I'm doing this show for twenty-four hours with you. <laughs> That's, That's for sure. So how was your weekend? Let's let we can uh, we can hang out a little bit before Macklin joins us uh, at ten thirty a.m. About fifteen minutes. How how was your weekend? What did you did you watch anything or did you just do the family stuff? Like what's going on? I caught some some wrestling. Caught some of the GCW stuff. Uh, caught uh, Mercedes and Mayu. Obviously, big match. We're going to talk about that later with Ali Albright. So I watched that. Um, there was Rampage. I watched a little bit of that. Look, man, playoff hockey and playoff basketball are on. 
I, I like wrestling. I consume a lot of wrestling during the week. I don't want to watch more wrestling uh, during the weekend when the playoffs are on. My abs played on Saturday night, so I was watching that game. Watched uh, some other hockey games. A lot of overtime this uh, this week, uh, this weekend as well. There were like three overtime games on Saturday night. Watch that. Watch uh, the Ryan Garcia, Javante Davis fight. Yeah, obviously hung out hung out with the family and and did the uh, family activities. And, and things of that nature. The wife was not feeling well, unfortunately. So everyone send send well wishes to the wife. Mine too, actually. She's still battling whatever cold she's coming over. It, it hasn't been fun having to deal w- with women. Baby sick. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Jeremy. Now I feel great about everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds like a fun weekend. That sounds good. I, I, I spent most of my weekend just kind of hanging out and, and enjoying not worrying about wrestling so much. I watched a little bit of GCW uh, on, on Friday and Saturday. Um, I watched bits and pieces of the Monet and Iwatani match. I haven't watched the full thing yet, but I'm still working my way through it because it's a really good match, and I just want to make sure I get everything through it. Uh, and that entire stardom show sounded like it was a lot of fun, so I got through, uh, through most of that probably today because it's my, my day to like clean up and take care of things and do all that stuff. But, you know, when, when you're a guy with the with the one-year-olds and and you just gotta you know get through the days entertaining them and making sure that they're not like bored to tears it makes for a fun weekend but I got to watch Smackdown on Friday night as I always do that oh, yeah, show that happened that show was uh listen woods Woods and Gunther was a good match yeah. the, for the Intercontinental championship that was a good match don't get me wrong but like the rest of the show just felt like it it just happened. The Raw last week, SmackDown last week, I assume Raw tonight, uh, they, they've announced what, like Priest and Ray, which I feel like we've seen a hundred times. Maybe we haven't. It just feels like it because we've we've seen this Judgment Day LWO stuff so much on both shows too. Like this is not exclusive to one show. This, this feud is going on both shows. And then Bad Bunny, who I love, that's just more getting LWO and, and Judgment Day stuff. These shows feel like such placeholders right now with the draft coming up on Friday. So I can't, I know we're going to do what we're looking forward to on Raw later on. It's like, well, there's only two things announced. So we're just throwing things out there of what we hope it happens on Raw with the, the way they're going. Yeah, SmackDown was just, it was a pretty missable show. Honestly, like I can't recall anything that like happened from it like what what happened on that show joel you, you know what the most newsworthy piece from smackdown was that newsworthy no longer takes place on saturdays at uh 10 a.m eastern well there is that uh 10 13 eastern by the way no the uh, the fact that uh they announced seth rollins versus a yes. at yeah. backlash that was the most newsworthy piece that came out of smackdown and that got a lot of people very confused uh including seth himself who tweeted out uh, a couple of uh gift replies and so you and I talked about it last week. You know what's what's going on with with Roman. What's going to go on with with Omos? What's going on at a Champions and maybe Rollins versus Roman? And I said there's a subsection of Twitter saying Omos versus Roman. It looks like the winner of this match is going to get Roman Reigns at uh, Night of Champions. And if it's Omos, I mean, I'm not going to take a victory lap, but I'm going to be like, why? Because it's a because it's an attraction match. Like, what are we doing? Your victory, your victory lap is just going to be like a confused look on your face as you just like shrug. Like, why? I don't know, but I told you. Don't know why yeah. it happened, but I told you. You, by the way, you were you had the clips like ready to go 
uh, when they announced this Omos and, and Rollins match of like, see, we told you on, I'm like, I can't remember what I had for dinner tonight. And here's Joel Pearl remembering what we talked about on Monday on this show. I, so credit to you of actually remembering these conversations that we have. I try to forget every conversation with you, Joel. So, okay. It, okay. you know, it's very easy to just, once the show is over, but yep, sound sounded like a good show. Don't know what we actually said. Like Omos and Rollins, very out of nowhere. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but here we are. Wins and losses certainly don't matter. I mean, Omos lost the Lesnar at WrestleMania. Rollins beat Logan Paul, and then, but sure, let's do this match in Saudi. I tried to, I jokingly mentioned on Twitter, of like, ah, you know, it doesn't seem like it makes sense. You might be confused by it, but think about the visual. Because that was the hype for Lesnar and Omos, right? It's like, oh, this match doesn't make a lot of sense. But man, when Lesnar gets him up for the the F5, just the visual is all that's going to matter. So when Seth Rollins is doing the, leap up superplex into the Falcon arrow on Omos. We don't care about who won and lost weeks ago. We're just going to pop for that gift. That's all that really matters. That's, that's the, the culture nowadays in wrestling. Just get the gift pop. You think that maybe we see like a super duper stomp from Rollins and that's the match. That's how we finish it. How, what's a super stomp? He comes off like the top rope. I mean, kind of. Yeah. That's, I can't think of anything else unless he like springboards, and does it like does the springboard turns around and stomps him instead of what would be a leg drop as Kazarian would normally do? Yeah, I hope that I want him to do the pop up stomp again. So you know Orton at WrestleMania when Orton popped him up into the RKO. How mm-hmm. about Omos like pops him up, but then as Omos is standing, he still comes down on his head and stomps on him. You think Omos can get him up that high to where he can still stomp as he's talking? Well, that's it. That's that's kind of what the big question is, is how do these two work together in the ring? Is Omos ready to get athletic and, uh, you know, run a few moves with Seth Rollins? I don't know. I, I'm I'm intrigued by this match only for the circus sideshow element of it. There's no like, oh, I really want to see these two fight. It's more like, how are these two going to fight? There's no like, there is no story. Tonight on Raw, I am assuming they're going to do something. Uh, but that's just kind of where that stands. And then the other thing that we called last week was uh, the uh, United States Championship match with uh, Bobby Lashley, Bronson Reed, and the champ Austin Theory, where I kind of said big meaty men with Austin Theory potentially coming out, squeaking out a victory because uh, you got Reed and Lashley canceling each other out. So kind of did that on Monday when you had Lashley got taken out by Reed. That match, you, you did call that. You you called the setup and everything sometimes you kind of know what you're talking about you say it like you just predict the dumbest thing to happen and then wwe does it which bless all of you i guess joel joel's in the writer's room little did we know i'm actually vince but, mcmahon uh, oh, I work. Oh, this show's no, definitely over oh, yeah, this show's no. definitely over nope canceled show's oh, been canceled no, sorry no and i'm definitely not vince mcmahon yeah show's been canceled Sorry, everybody. Joel just got us canceled. Four episodes in. Good going, Joel. We had a good run. Yeah. Reed, Lashley, Theory. It'll be good. All these guys are like good to very good workers. I don't need the title in Austin Theory anymore. I'd like to see it back on Lashley or moved over 
to read. I just that or they got to do something with theory to like make me care about this guy. Because look, John Cena was right, and I don't know if this is theory's fault altogether, but John Cena cut this man down and said, even if you beat me, you're gonna lose because you got to show up the next night, and the crowd still ain't gonna care. And he showed up the next night, and he beat Rey Mysterio once again with cheating, and the crowd did not care that he won that match. And then he wasn't on the show the following week, I assume because of the, the travel stuff. And then last week with Lashley, crowd did not care. It cared when Ra- Bronson and Lashley were brawling some, but did not care about the theory stuff. Crowd just doesn't care because Cena cut him down, made him look like a chump, took his balls, put him in Stephanie McMahon's purse, tossed him in the ocean, and that's it. So now we got to get our balls back is what you're saying. Yeah, he's got he's got to dive in the ocean and get, get his balls back. Seems seems very uh, cumbersome. Do you so, think do you think Austin Theory would be good as a deep sea diver? Yeah, why wouldn't he? He he just he's got he's got lungs. He can go. He has lungs. That's all it takes <laughs> to be a deep sea diver. You just need lungs. He can take those deep breaths. I'm sure he could do it. Listen, he's good at just about everything he does, right? So I don't I know. I don't is know. he? Is uh, he Joel? I, I, I listen. I'm just here to watch the the uh, Bronson Reed demolishing of Austin Theory and uh, Bobby Lashley. I think that's where we need to go. I'm going to close this window where a train is passing by, and you're going to vamp for a second, leading up to our Macklin interview in about uh, five or so minutes. Okay, here's what we're going to do with Omos and Seth Rollins. Look at that beautiful fightful logo that Joel Pearl has. Here's what we're going to do with Omos and Seth Rollins tonight. Rollins is going to cut everyone's favorite promo of uh, what are we doing out here? Guys, I'm beating Logan Paul at WrestleMania, and now you're giving me Omos who can't win at all. I'm sick and tired of being held down in this. I'm sick and tired of my opportunities being taken away. I've busted my ass for this company, and here comes Cody Rhodes just getting stuff handed to him. Roman is taking all of these breaks and going away. When's Roman going to show up? Who knows? Me, I'm here every week. I'm out here doing everything that's asked of me. You want me to face Omos? I'll face Omos. And when I beat Omos, then I want my title shot. That's the promo Seth Rollins is going to. And he's going to reference the DQ with Roman from, from Rumble last year and all that stuff. That's the promo Seth Rollins is going to cut tonight. So... I agree with the idea that Seth references the DQ. I think that's a good idea. I, I also, if this was another time, I would have been like, Seth is going to open up with, so what do you want to talk about? But we're not there right now. <laughs> oh, God. Not again. Why do we have to do this? The worst Why part is, is this man. All, don't you have anything better to do? You know, I just saw this, this show. What is on this the show. Right microphone first. Yes. This audio. It's your audio, huh? This is what we do here on the show. We get the right audio input. I felt the audio was better than a train going by. Well, the train at least has some sort of resonance with the audience because everyone lives by train tracks in Canada. I live by train tracks too, but hey, whatever. Whatever. You better watch out or else you're going to find out I'm from the wrong side of the tracks, Joel Pearl. Please don't headbutt your mind. Look, yeah, you're going to break your mic. mic. Look, my cat is... Th- this is how the Black Label Pro crowd reacted to. Just like this. 
They're like, that's that's nice. That's nice. So uh, where, where's Steve Macklin? Where's he? I thought he'd be here. Ten thirty, John. Yeah, yeah. so I'm early. Yeah. yeah. Why were you We're up this early. early? I'm up at like 7.38 every morning now. What happened? Unless... What happened there? I don't know. Oh, okay. You you eggs. It's, it's the store bought. Do you just eat eggs? Like, do, you, do you eat eggs like every day? Yeah. That's fair. Eggs are good. How do you <laughs> take your eggs? Well, it depends. I, I like um, over medium. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait. Listen, listen. <laughs> No, this is so bad for you. <laughs> Listen. All right. We got a we got an honest to God star here. I didn't come for yes. you guys. Thank you. I showed up here for one person. The great Steve Macklin, the impact <laughs> world champion Steve Macklin, who I'm not gonna say became the world champion because I did an interview with he and his lovely wife, Diana. But look what happened just a few days later. Diana had no idea what you were talking about, yeah. by the way. So. She's just being shy. I gave her all this advice during our interview. I was like, hey, do this. Mickey's not going to make it. And she was like, okay. And she used that and she won. But She put you over about as well as that Black Label crowd did. Ah. <laughs> ah. Got him. Got, got me. Haven't, haven't heard that one before. But we've got Steve Macklin here. I guess I'll leave it to you guys. I just wanted to greet the great Steve Macklin, who I hope to be doing a long-form interview with very soon. I'm sure Impact will accommodate. Most likely not, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> Good to see you, and congratulations. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate it. Goodbye, Sean Ross Sapp. We have him. He is here, the Impact World Champion. He defeated Kushida at Impact Rebellion. You've seen him on the channel plenty of times. You see him right below, right there. He is Steve Macklin. Steve how you doing on this Monday? I am doing great. Just got back from the gym, sitting here. I got uh, the old title there. sitting over here hanging out. Just chilling. How are you guys? Great. Doing well. Doing well. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having Much me. Much appreciate it. So I got I, right off the bat. I'm just going to say it. I'm in Toronto. Uh, I, I, I was at Rebellion and I was at the, the uh, Rebellion Fallout. Uh, what's your beef with Canadians, Steve Macklin? <laughs> Why do you hate us so much? Just doing my job. As an American, just be a smug, obnoxious uh, American. Nothing against Canada, but America is the best country in the world. You realize that Impact's about to spend like most of the summer in Canada, right? Like, you, you, I know. <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> I just, I just want to make sure that everyone knows. Hey, if you're not hated, you know, I guess I'm not doing my job right. It's a valid point, Jeremy. Go ahead. I mean, Diana kind of, kind of, you know, she's breaking kayfabe, selling out. She's like, Steve, my husband, sweetest person in the world on television, hates Canada, hates everybody, just, just attacking everything. Is it, if you could pinpoint one thing that you hate about Canada, what would it be? Scott Demore. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Best, best job in the world where I get to win the title and uh, hit the president in the same night. <laughs> so uh, it, it's pretty good. I know a lot of people probably won't hit their president right now, so uh, it, it, it was a good feeling. Well, I mean, after that whole uh, encounter with Scott Demore at Rebellion, uh, you then had to uh, stand up to a famous Brit who is back with Impact Wrestling, Nick Aldis. Uh, talk to me about the potential of maybe a one-on-one -on -one match, Steve Macklin and Nick Aldis coming up in the future. I mean, I, I, I don't think you're going to be ducking the man, but uh, what, are you, uh, what are you thinking here? Because... 
you you did stand up to him. I did. And, uh, you know, it's funny how that family likes to kind of just stay in the limelight of everything and try to be in that spotlight. And uh, while the future is trying to push forward, we have to try to stick in the past a little bit. But uh, if you want to shot the Impact World title, he has to go earn it like I did. So and before, you, don't get, you don't just get to waltz in. <laughs> uh, when we spoke to Deanna last week, we, we brought up the, the topic of potentially you and her against uh, Aldis and Mickey. And she said that you guys aren't really interacting on screen. She's a babyface now. You are the most hated man uh, in, in all of Canada and Impact. Is that something you would be interested in down the line, though, if it made sense? It, again, if it made sense. That's usually how both of us work, and that's how I like to do business anyway in the world of pro wrestling, is if it makes sense, like that's the only way to do it. Uh, why are we doing things? Why am I doing this? Is always the question I have towards creative. And that would have to be one of those things where, okay, we're, we're in this perfect world where we don't exist in impact wrestling. How do we come about and where does that world collide with both of us uh, from where we are in the real world as a married couple to uh, in impact wrestling? Do you think you inspired your wife uh, at Impact Rebellion? Because moments after you won the title, she goes out there and wins this title. Do you think it was... Uh, one inspiration or two maybe a little bit like I, he can't be the only champion in the family right now like i gotta come home with a title as well yeah i, ho- I hope i did uh it's funny because we tried to avoid each other the whole day just because we we're both kind of emotional for uh kind of for what we were able to possibly do by the end of the night and that's being a married couple in the same company winning the world titles on the same night in our divisions and it's funny i came through the curtain and uh, as happy as i was everybody was kind of avoiding me because it just hit the boss but then there's my wife uh, standing there trying to like, not look at me, but also just be like, I love you, but leave me alone. Uh, just let me go do my match. <laughs> so it's just one of those things where we finally embraced later on in the night. And she posted the photo not too long after that night, or I think the next day, uh, where it was one of those moments where we didn't have to say anything to each other. We just smiled and were laughing just because of where we were a few years ago together when she was let go the year before I was. And just for the opportunities that Impact has given us and uh, for how we've just come into our own where we've believed in ourselves and she's the one that's believed in me the most out of anything. And she knew what I was capable of. And I know that I had a lot of supporters out there and people knew what I was able to do. It's just, I was never given that opportunity. So the day that I did get that call when I was let go was the moment I knew I was, all right, cool. This is all on me right now. And uh, here we are two years later, impact world champion, getting ready for Chicago and uh, Slugfest this week. Did the two of you ever talk about what it would look like to both be holding your respective singles championships and just how that would feel together? No, uh, it never was a thing. I don't know. I don't, you, we get into wrestling. At least I know I got into wrestling to be a pro wrestler. Yes. You want to be the world champion. You want to main event WrestleMania. You want to do that. Like you want to be the guy, but once you get into this business, you see how it works and you're behind the scenes all the day and hitting the grind. It's just, you enjoy pro wrestling. And when you're given those opportunities and moments that happen organically, and this is something that just kind of happened organically, Uh, That just so happened to be we both have a title match on the same pay-per-view that both gets changed. Her was supposed to be her and Mickey James uh, or triple threat at first. And she didn't know what she was getting into. And then it became her and Jordan. Me, I was supposed to get Josh Alexander or it could have been Kushida. You never know. But it ended up being Kushida. So it's things happen in wrestling. We don't know why Uh, injuries happen, maybe for the better. We don't know for long term storytelling and those aspects as well. Um, But we just... It's a cool feeling and a cool moment. And it took a little bit to kind of get there as well, where we both realized what we had just done. 
and it's just it's cool it's it's an awesome feeling and just happy right now and i know the hard work is ahead of me right now as the impact world champion and putting that uh company and uh the brand on my back but um I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that how much pride do you take in like now being the the face of the company because elsewhere you were used how you were used and then you come into impact and they immediately is like we got something in this guy and they let you showcase how you are more more of yourself and now they trust you enough to where they put you in, in the spot to to give you the world title and now like you are the the face of the the male division it's cool uh i'm gonna keep saying it's cool it's just i appreciate it and i appreciate the trust that they have in me creatively i walked in the door and i kicked down the door I even said it the other night uh, that's exactly what I did when I came to Impact. I wasn't going to let anybody tell me no. Uh, and if they were going to tell me no, I was going to ask why. And I'm going to try to push this to how much I can to get myself out there of who I am and where I want to be. And that was to become the Impact World Champion. And that was my goal. Uh, to be the face of the company, it, it's just, to me, that's like an afterthought because that's just what the fans see you as. Like, you can be the world champion, but somebody else can be the face of the company as well. You never know. Uh, who it is and the guy that people want to go to or gravitate to. And that's where, where most people build to. And I think I had that steam from the moment I walked through the door and was building to this story of becoming Impact World Champion. There was a really interesting time. Uh, and I cover Impact for, for Fightful. I do the post shows. Uh, so I got to see this a lot in real time of the story of Josh Alexander as champion defeating a lot of Impact and TNA's past champions, past stars, while you were almost silently in the background um, kind of building your own momentum to what would have been a match with Josh Alexander at Rebellion. When did you kind of realize that the two of you were having a story surrounding the Impact World Championship and Josh's reign being at the center of that? Of course, we know everything changed and you ended up with Kushida, but just kind of leading into uh, what would have been with Josh, when did we realize that your stories were starting to collide? When he was X-Division champion, uh, I kind of knew that's where we're going to go because we both knew we wanted to work together. And that's where we're like, there's something here where we can get our styles clash, but also gel together so much. And I just think it makes for the perfect matchup. And it was funny. I was watching the Brett and Austin uh, documentary last night on uh, A&E. And it's just funny to just kind of watch that story. I'm like, oh, shit, this is kind of us uh, in a way. Like we can take a little bit of that. And then uh, it's just funny to um, bounce ideas off each other. And just that there's that competition between us as well. And that is somebody that I'm looking forward to once he is healthy to uh, challenge me for my Impact World title. I know he says he didn't lose it, but uh, injuries happen. Don't be overzealous and uh, try to be prideful in what you do, I guess. Well, coming up at Impact Under Siege in May, you've got uh, a tall order. You have PCO, as announced this past week. Uh how do you how do you prepare for a man that basically hates his own body and uses it as a projectile to take out any opponent? that he faces? I think he should ask the same question with me. Uh, I've done, I do the same in my own right. And I've also beaten him multiple times. So it's uh, just try to adapt and do the same thing that I've been doing. And I know as much as you say, I'm generic in my own way on your show each week. Uh, I try to, uh, <laughs> what? Oh, I watch every week, Joel. Joel, every what week. are you doing? Not once have I done that. I'm I watch every <laughs> week. Last week you did. Maybe I, Joel. I don't know who did. I, I got you know Joel's. Part. You know Joel's Canadian. Can you beat him up? Like, I mean, I know you could beat him up, but like, just well, yeah, can you Canadian. beat him up? I could beat him up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Look, he's popping the neck, getting all loose, ready yeah, to go. Let's go. Stretch him. Just stretch his neck out. 
But no, I, I do watch the show every week just because I like to know what you guys are thinking, what you're feeling, and uh, getting ready for. <laughs> it's just one of those. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> do it, uh, please do it, please uh, do it. Totally because you can't, Sean Rossap. I'm sure Dole will get a bigger pop than Sean, though. <laughs> Low bar, friends. Low bar. So hold on. Let's okay. Let's talk about Stretchy for a second. Yeah. Uh, you had a match with Jonathan Gresham for the Ring of Honor World Championship on Impact TV. Yeah. It was a pure rules match, and you were one of two people to have a Ring of Honor World Title match on Impact TV. The other guy being Chris Saban. Did you have to approach that match any differently? Because I mean, it's different rules when you're facing a, a pure rules match. What uh, what kind of went into that? I know it was like you know we're over a year back at this point. But yeah. talk to me about uh, Gresham and and facing him in a pure rules match pure technical genius he is uh one of the best in the world uh doesn't get enough credit for it i know people talk about it but he needs to get more credit for that for how good he is and that was one of those matches going into that just i was open-minded because i'm like this is your realm teach me how we can make these rules work and put into a story and how can we make this work to be pure just awesomeness and for the 12 minutes i think we had in the match i think we made the most of that story and tried to tell that story especially with the rules that go into it and i think that's one of those things in pro wrestling where even in tag wrestling where if you abide by the rules and you make the rules mean something it makes the story in the match so much better and that was one of those ones that i'm very proud of to have and i think uh a lot of people have come to me and said like oh i've really enjoyed that match between you and gresham i would love to see that again and maybe maybe down the road that's somewhere we do go. Uh, I would love to do another match like that just because it pushed me to my limits as well on the technical side because I'm not the most technical wrestler in the world, but I know how to adapt to it and work with it. So uh, I'm very proud of that one. And uh, back to PCO at Under Siege. Um, again, I'm adaptable. He's a crazy old Canadian man, monster, whatever you want to. He's a myth. I don't know how he is still able to walk correctly. I don't know how he can do the things he can do, but that's just it. He's Frankenstein. And uh, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this match in Under Siege in uh, London, Ontario, because I've never been there for one. And also to beat another Canadian in Canada would be great. Look, I'm not going to say you're better off not going to London, but you're better off not going to London. <laughs> well, you buried it, not me. That's fine. <laughs> it's near me, so I can say it. You don't have to Is say it like it. the New Jersey of Canada, or is that Windsor? <laughs> Yeah, no, that's probably more like Windsor. It's also close enough to the border that you can get out when you need to. Gotcha. I get it. London is like, London's a school town, right? You're, you're right near Western University, so there's a lot of really cool stuff around. I don't know. I'm debating going out to London because it's about two hours from where I am. I'm debating it. We'll you see. should go and get your ass kicked by Steve Macklin, Joel. I probably would. I probably would. Jeremy. You, you know, Joel is Joel is the fightful champion. I, I don't know true. how, but you can beat him and you can just take the fightful championship. Just add another belt to the collection, Steve. I could, yeah. We well, need a true champion. The, well, the wife's the one that puts the titles on there. I just, I just keep mine right here until I keep it nice and close. We need a good representative with that title, not this guy over here. We needed a real American, I guess. Exactly, exactly. Case. Exactly. Uh, the match with Kushida, it was, it obviously came together um, late in the game because of, of Josh Alexander's injury. I think for me, like the difficult part, and maybe for a lot of fans, is like everyone just kind of thought you, you were going to win. It's like, well, Kushida's not going to win this match. So they're going to put the title on Macklin. But then when you watch the match, you guys did such a great job of like selling that Kushida was going to win. Did you find that to be like the challenge going into that match? Like, how can we sell that? Everyone just expects me to win. I was supposed to get the title shot anyway. It's I'm 
been the person who had the trajectory here. Kushida is kind of the the outsider guy coming in. Was that the difficulty going into the match? And then the the layout of it, I thought was fantastic, though. And again, you guys sold really well on believing on making fans believe that Kushida could win. No, that was very much uh, proud of how everything came out and uh, for the story that we got to tell of the hoverboard lock and the build up into it. And he's Kushida is just one of the best in the world. He's the new version of Jushin Thunder Liger in today's generation. And he's just so talented and so effortless and moves so just just effortless. And I'm very happy with the match and that I was able to share the ring with him and then also beat him for the Impact World title. And going into it, it was one of those ones where everybody kept saying it was the biggest night for me, but it was also the biggest match for him as well because a lot goes into it um, for both sides of it. And just... Yeah, I'm very proud of that. It was very hard to try to get people to get behind him mid-match. I was trying to think of ideas of like what is going to make people believe that he's going to win and where people are saying, oh, well, it's going to Steve Macklin. That's the sure sure end of the deal that I was going to beat Josh Alexander in his hometown of Toronto and beat the longest reigning Impact World Champion, which was the story uh, that we were trying to get to and that we were building to that people were behind. So how do we shift that to Kushida? And then how do we get people behind Kushida? And I think creatively, Jimmy Jacobs, Robert Evans, everybody on the creative side really just kind of, we built that up. And again, injury is a blessing in disguise because it happened organically in Windsor where we had a good storytelling of the vacated title where that was just its own promo segment turned into just gold, I thought. I thought we did good business that day with that, of Josh with his family and Jen and Jet there. And Scott, of course, having to stick his nose in there and be the center of attention as always. Uh, so it's just one of those things. That just all it all came together and worked in the end. And I was I was very proud of the match and the way it came out at Rebellion. So speaking of Kushida, Jushin Thunder Lager, stars from Japan. Uh, we found out that uh, we will be having Multiverse United 2, for whom the bell tolls. That'll be Impact Wrestling in conjunction with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, we asked Diana the same question. We'll ask you. Who do you see yourself facing at that event from New Japan Pro Wrestling? Kenta. Give me Kenta. I've been calling out Kenta for the longest time. He is a match that I've wanted for so long. Granted, I'll take on anybody from New Japan, but Kenta's the one just because I wanted it the first multiverse, and that didn't happen. He had Suzuki, which is fine. Uh, That's just the way it goes, and uh, there are other plans on my end. But Kent is one of those ones where I, he's someone I look to in this business, and I, I respect, and I, I want to put my, t- I want to put my uh, my balls on the line of going against Kenta. If that makes oh, any yeah. sense, I just I'm, I want to test myself by going against him. Kenta, I mean, you mentioned Kashida being like the Jushin Thunder Liger. Kenta, another just underrated guy from from Simon ROH and all the great matches he had there, and still going strong. I mean, strong openweight champion, still going yeah. strong. Yeah. Can we make the, we got to make that match happen? I mean, it's it's right in front. Of, what are we doing, Scott Tamore? It's above our pay grade, so <laughs> I like All it I can though. Do is that... Put it out to the universe and people speak and talk about it. So that's where the Twitter people and the Instagram people can do their uh, their magic. So please, fans. Hey, look the the headlines already written. The article is coming. Steve Macklin wants Kenta. We'll continue. We'll push this out there. We'll push this out there. I like that. Uh, you mentioned New Jersey, London. I guess is the the Canada of New Jersey. Diana Perrazzo, big fan of Jersey Shore. Does she make you watch these reality television shows that she she's a she's a fan of? Uh, right now she's uh, on a kick. Uh, what is one of the home makeover shows? They're redoing this town. We watch a lot of Food Network. 
uh, a lot of HGTV, which we like because just we're getting older and that's the thing we like. I guess that's what you do when you're a married couple. You see projects people do and you're like, oh, we could do that. And then we don't. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I really not so much the reality shows. I usually kind of go to another room and watch something else or go play Call of Duty or Madden uh, when she's watching those shows just because I try not to waste my time of Jim Tan laundry. <sighs> Jim Tan Laundry is where it's at, though. That, none of them were from New Jersey. They're all New York. <laughs> you, you don't fist pump? When, no. when you go out, you're not fist pumping? No, I pump my own gas now. <laughs> uh, from pumping your own gas to getting hyped up before a match, what are you listening to to get hyped up? What gets you hyped up before a match? Uh, usually I'm puking my guts out. I don't know if you guys know that. Uh, wow. I have this just nervous anxiety tick. It happened to me in growing up in high school football and wrestling uh, where I just get this knot and have this urge to go throw up and I become draws uh, with Vince McMahon in the background of he's got to puke. But um, it's just one of those things that just happens to me and I kind of pace a lot. So not so much music just because I like to go over my match. I like to talk to myself a lot or I'm usually joking around with Deanna and we both yell at each other to go away because we're trying to call our matches to each other. So that's usually my warm-up, um, which is great. And then the funny story is, like, Blake and I, all the time, he would laugh, and we'd be in Gorilla. I forgot what takeover it was. We were getting ready to go out the curtain, and the Viking Raiders had all their Viking people there for their entrance. And we're both sitting there doing smelling salts. I do the smelling salt with that straight ammonia, and then I just go right over the trash can and puke my guts out. And all these extras are just like, what the <laughs> And I'm just like, it's okay. I normally do this every day. And they just walk off through the curtain. So I'm like, wow, that had to be a culture shock for them. Don't worry, guys. It's all part of the show. It's all part it's normal. of normal. It's normal. It's normal routine. The smelling salts are a big thing. I did not realize how big they were. Josh Josh Bishop was telling us how he just does smelling salts like before well, his matches. This right. is all- just get you going. That oh, little fixed vapor rub in the nostrils. Oh my gosh, Steve! I know we gotta we gotta let you go here. So it's before okay. we let you go, let let uh, let everybody know where they can find you at uh, besides Impact Wrestling uh, Thursday nights, APM Eastern on Access TV and YouTube. Like you said, Thursday night Impact Access TV this week. Uh, we're gonna be on Friday and Saturday in Chicago for Slugfest. So tickets are still available, I think so. Uh, very limited, but uh, come on out. You can follow me at Steve Macklin on Twitter and Instagram, my pro wrestling tee, Steve Macklin store and impact shop as well. Uh, So yeah, follow if you want to check out uh, my wiener picks all the time. Uh, (laughs) Mostly my dogs. uh, Come on. I have dachshunds. I was going to, I was going to say like, you could follow him on Twitter and watch, uh, see him show his wiener on Twitter. If if that's what you want to do. Can I sneak in one last, I got to sneak in one last question. Go ahead. Would you would you fight a child? Yes. Okay. Just want to make that sure. Just want to make sure. If the money's right, yes. Oh, if the money's right. Okay. So I um, I'll bring my maybe I'll bring my kid to London and we'll we'll have him. He's one year old. Can you beat up? Oh, a you one get a two for one special, Steve. Now, no. Are we talking a child or an infant? Well, <laughs> depends. Depends if you swing that day. <laughs> you get a two for one special though, Steve. You get to beat up uh, Joel. No, and his I'm not kid. Gonna, No, that's going to be the worst headline in the world. The dirt sheets are going to write now. <laughs> Beat an infant. No, don't do that to me. No. <laughs> but if the money was right, I'd hit a child. <laughs> that in, a wrestling, a in a wrestling ring. In a wrestling ring. Thank you for clarifying. Steve Macklin. Steve Macklin, thank you so much for joining us on In the Weeds. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much, Steve. Uh, Take care. 
what a <laughs> impact world champion, Steve Macklin, everybody. Oh, Just, that's fantastic. Oh, I, I really, I, I thought that was so much fun. He, uh, he definitely got us on that. <laughs> Joel, I got you a booking. I mean, you're going to get the shit kicked out of you, but I got you a booking. <laughs> <laughs> you think Feifel wants to pay for me to go to London for a couple of days and get the shit kicked out of me? It's good content. That's yeah, really good content. Oh my goodness. I, Sean just waltzing in being like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was hyping it up. He called you out. You call, Why are you calling Steve Macklin generic? I, I didn't. I think that was Cresta, not the very Cresta. You you I, take ownership of what she says. I take ownership. Well, I guess so. I mean, I, I am the co-host. I do run the ship, I guess. <laughs> Whoops. No, that was great. He, um, if anyone does think that Steve Macklin is generic, just watch this interview because he very clearly has a, a great sense of humor and just a, a really fun air about him. And and he'll and he'll also he'll he'll beat your ass. Just just watch uh, watch him on Impact. He's fantastic, especially when he's railing against Canada. Because who wouldn't want to do that? He's a great healer. He's such a great heel. Yeah, he he really is. You know, when I when I saw him do that uh, championship changing of the guard ceremony live before it aired on Thursday, I the crowd was just all over him in the best kind of way. They were booing him. They were chanting for Josh Alexander. They were doing everything like they were chanting paper champion at him. He's got the right. He's got the right heat. He's got the right thing going on right now. So uh, I I do I do appreciate what uh, what Steve Macklin's doing in impact as the world champion. And it's a change because we had babyface Josh Alexander for months and months, you know, being, being a really great champion, but also the stories were, you know, were, were very babyfaced. So now we get to tell different stories and I, I appreciate that. Change it up. They got to run back him and Gresham. I mean, he mentioned it like they, they gotta, they gotta run that back. I want to see, we mentioned it on the show last week, but like the PCO match, it'll be good. I, I like the, the ceremony, They'll, they'll, they'll do a fine build with that and everything, but I need to see Macklin in there with guys who are just a little bit more more his speed, like like Speedball, like Gresham, uh, think people like that. So that, that's what I'm hoping for when it comes to when it comes to Steve Macklin after the PCO sub. And all this, it looks like they are building towards the oldest match, and that's something we talked about that I, I'm also looking forward to. Kenta, by the way, Kenta, like I have seen him call him out on socials before, but I didn't realize that he was like really after this match yeah yeah he he said that he was you know very much looking forward to it um oh my gosh i sorry i i got a message from oh i'm gonna pull back i'm gonna pull back the curtain a little okay, bit let's go. on some stuff um because i gotta respond to this message and i gotta change up an article real quickly uh oh, no. this is yeah so for for those that don't know i do another show i do a bunch of shows but we do a show called fmc on the channel, myself, SP3, and, and Share Delaware. This is breaking news, by the way, to everybody. Um, we interviewed Mark Long from MTV The Challenge. He's been on WWE programming in the audience. He's been on NXT television and recognized on NXT television. So I interviewed Mark Long. That drops today on this channel, Five Forever Booked at 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, no tag talk today. We're dropping the Mark Long interview. Shout out to Haley and Kylie, though. He said, I asked them, like, hey, you're going to have a spring break in tomorrow. And he's like, oh, no, like, I got to go visit my family. He was at spring break in last year with, with Grayson Waller when Waller faced Nathan Frazier. That's why I asked him. He's like, oh, no, going to – and Grayson Waller challenges for the title tomorrow night. He's like, no, going to be with my family and everything. He's like, oh, okay, cool. 
And then I, I, I wrote the article on that. It's like, this is like news. Mark Long's not going to be there. He just messaged me. Breaking news, everybody. Mark Long will be at NXT Spring Breaking tomorrow who, night. Who needs family when you can go and watch Grayson Waller <laughs> challenge for the, in, uh, the NXT championship? That's wild. I love it. So I, I apologize to derail the conversation a little bit, but I got to now fix this article because this article is about to run today. And now I've got to switch it up to ensure the new breaking news here. No, this is great. I'm almost, I was almost expecting you to be like, we got in trouble for something that happened in the Macklin interview. And I was like, wow, you're doing two things at once. That's great. <laughs> the articles while we're chatting, good for you. I know your output's high, but I didn't realize it was that high. Uh, so that's that's actually really cool. And and listen, the Mark Long interview was fun. I had a chance to kind of, you know, skip through it. Uh, you know what I mean? Like scrub through it. And uh, it's it's good. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing it drop today on the channel. Everyone, everyone, check out our interview with, with Mark Long. Uh, SB3 and Share Delaware are great. We're real excited to do that interview. I got a bunch of articles coming coming from that. Do you know how much more work I have to do now because of this show and all, just all the shows we do in general? Now, yeah. Joel, we do all. I wrote five articles off of the Diana interview last week. I got like at least four from this Macklin interview we just did. We're interviewing Mark Long, Josh Bishop, Dad. From Creator Clash, as Jensen mentioned, like we're we're doing a GCW interview tomorrow. Just, I can't believe you guys got Brett Lauderdale to do an interview. <laughs> you guys just giving me more work. That's Let's that's what it. we're here for. <sighs> well, someone's someone's got to do the work. Listen, if there's someone out there who thinks that they can do the work better than you, then show it. Show off. Show off. Yeah, please. Why are we why are we advocating for people to just like try to come and take my job? I don't want people to take your job as much as I want them to make sure that you are able to work hard while maintaining your sanity and output without uh, having any uh, difficulty with it. Because I know what it's like to be faced with a lot of work, especially with a with a show coming up on Saturdays on AEW Collision. So there's that. Yeah. The point is, there's a lot there's a lot out there. So we uh, you know we keep adding to our plates. There's room. If you're good at what you do, there's room to come in and join us. No, there's not. Quit messaging me. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Sean gave me this official title, and now I get just inquiry after inquiry after inquiry. And I'm just like, he just gave me a title. I don't actually have power. If I had power, Joel Pearl would have been fired a long time ago. Right? I, don't, I don't have like all this power. People think that I do have, but I, I get plenty of inquiries now. Like, Hey, I want to do this and I want to do that. I'm like, look, I, I try to be honest with people. I, I, that is one thing. I, people who do stuff on this channel, I try to be honest with them. Of like, here's where we're at. Here's what we can provide anything more. Like I just, we can talk, but like, I, I can only do what I can do, but I'm happy to give people a platform with, with everything. And I'm still happy to do that, but we're just, we're at where we're at with, with these things and we're hoping to continue to grow but so many so many inquiries now that i got an official title just good problem to have though i mean at the end of the day you and i have talked about this offline that we're in a position that overbooked is finally uh running at its like maintained states where we have people that we trust to do their shows or if they're unavailable at least communicate it uh with enough time and not just you know 
not show up to work or anything like that. People, listen, we, we love we love people who are consistent is what we love when we do the shows. So that's what I'm after. It's consistency. And obviously, we want people who are good at this. That helps. But, you know, we're here to also develop talent. That's kind of what Overbooked started as, right? You and I finding new oh, mental system. Pardon? This is a, yeah, we're NXT. This is, uh, this is Fightful's NXT or Ring of Honor if you're, I don't know, if you're looking. Or it's our dark and dark elevation. What do you want from us? Point is, there's plenty, plenty of content on Overbooked. And there might come a time when we add more, but it's not immediate, to tell you that much. What's happening in the world of wrestling? Little this Pearl. morning? Yeah. Not much. The, uh, I, I found it interesting, the hiring pause conversation that uh, yeah. was reported on Fightful Select. It, so, oh, it, go ahead, go ahead. We'll, we'll hop into it. Well, it, it was a hiring freeze but it wasn't a hiring freeze according to others uh not an official term and so they were still talking to people so so sean dropped the star i won't give away the the full story here uh but it, it came out yesterday so it's been aggregated to death by by this point um let's say it was reiterated to fightful from WWE higher ups that there's been effective hiring freeze in place since the beginning of the year whether or not the official term has been used we've learned that all this was told that WWE had maintained interest. And then there was interest in in Jay White, but that went cold before he obviously signed with the uh, AEW. We know, like there, you know, Sean reported months ago there was interest in Hikaleu and in Tamatanga. So there was interest in all all these people, and nobody has been hired. I don't know if they're using an official. I mean, Sean says it like they're not using a hiring freeze is like an official term or anything, but just look at the facts out there, right? There were hiring after hiring after hiring. We're bringing this person back. We're bringing this person in. Once Triple H got power in August, all the way through pretty much the end of the year. And then to start the year, it seemed like, oh, Jay White was the biggest one. And then things went really cold and he signed with with AEW. All this was another big one of where people thought like, oh, he's definitely going to WWE. And then he's an impact. I don't, I don't know if there, it is an official hiring freeze. They are clearly not making these moves that many thought they were going to make and that they were making at the middle of last year when Triple H first got power. One thing that really kind of confuses me with this article and just with the reporting in general was people are talking to people, you know, internally talking externally to WWE, uh, sorry, WWE staff talking to wrestlers about coming in but at the same time they must be aware that no one's being hired so what are we doing are we dangling a carrot are we trying to say hey 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 hang out we got you know just a little bit longer a little bit longer which is still dangling the carrot what like what's the process because if we're talking to all these people but we also know oh there's a merger on the table or at the time it was conversation about a sale why are we sitting on this? Like, why are we why are we talking to people and not doing anything? Is it just to maybe wait it out? I assume this the sale is like definitely part of it, and maybe they just don't want to spend when the cutbacks are coming. Like Vince came back beginning of January, and once he came back, the talk was immediately sale. Like that was the reason he was coming back. It, the stated reason that he was coming back is, oh, media rights and other avenues, which was the sale. And I guess they just put things on pause because 
all right, if we're going to sell, that's going to lead to cutbacks. We expect a lot of office cutbacks in, in that regard. And then Sean was here and then gone. Um, oh, he, we expect a lot of office cutbacks in that regard. That's just something that happens with, with sales. Nick Khan has spoken on that. And then with the, with the sales seemingly looming beginning in January, they just decided, hey, we're not going to spend on, on talent right now because because let's get through this sale process first and we don't know how things are going to shake out after the sale you know nick has said like they want to leave the product untouched and, and everything that means talent and production whether that is the case remains to be seen but after everything goes through after they negotiate more media rights and, and stuff like we'll see if they start spending a little bit more in that regard they've already lost out on on a couple people because of it, we don't know how long Jay White is signed for in AEW. We don't know how long Nick Aldis signed for in Impact. There are still other names out there. There, we know there are other names that will be free at the end of the year. So maybe, maybe it is just a, a wait and see until after the sale approach. And in the case of a guy like Nick Aldis, we do not know how long his deal is with Impact. He has set yeah. a handshake deal. No one has come out and said the terms. Same thing. Again, not that I think Jonathan Gresham is going to WWE, but the point kind of remains that when it comes to impact, uh, the the terms of deals are not being disclosed as quickly. uh, And a lot of them are shorter term deals or handshake deals. Mickey James has maintained this entire time that she was on a handshake agreement, a per appearance deal with impact with impact wrestling. Um, Going back to what I was saying earlier, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head that this, a lot of the conversations were happening before Vince came back and then things were just kind of paused. It sounds like there wasn't a lot of communication is the way it was put to us in the latter weeks, especially with Jay White, that uh, kind of fizzled out any talks of anyone coming in. And that being said, maybe the conversations are waited out, new media rights deals coming. Once we know what that money looks like and once we know how things balance out with the merger, then we'll be able to talk talent again. Uh, it, there's a lot on the table, financially speaking, and there's a lot of talent out there. I don't think Tony Khan is going to come in and swoop up every single guy that and and woman for that matter that WWE is after. But um, I mean, he might try. Who knows? He certainly, got, <laughs> he certainly got Jay White. So that was one that a lot of people were saying slam dunk WWE, but clearly that's not where it went. No, no. Yeah, everyone thought Jay White was that's where he was headed. I certainly thought that's where it was headed, especially after he lost to Eddie Kingston. It's like, okay, we're not going to work New Japan anymore like new japan at all well, if you're going to AEW, you could still work new japan so why would you put this stipulation out there if you're going to AEW? so it seemed like yeah he was gonna be headed right to wwe and it didn't happen they've they've paused they, they've paused definitely with, with with the hiring again the the whether you want to believe the reports whether you want to re- use the term hiring freeze whatever it is the the facts are out there that they have not hired anybody this year like that's just a factual statement that anybody can look at that they have not made any type of big free agent signing i know people are saying like oh well they've signed like nil deals and they've done tryouts and things like that much different than one a lot of those nil deals and stuff were already done i'm sure they did uh, you know, they had their big tryouts uh, during big event weekends and they had a big event weekend on WrestleMania weekend and they did their NIL tryouts. I'm sure they offered contracts and developmental deals during that process. Nothing has come out on that. It's just speculation on my part based on their history of what they do when it comes to their tryouts. 
much different than let's sign a person who is TV ready, who is a name and put them immediately on NXT raw or SmackDown. I mean, the last big hiring suit dragon Lee, that was the end of the year. That was, that was end of 2022. That was the last big hiring from, from what I recall off the top of my head. Yeah, I think you're right. It's dragon Lee. And uh, that was an NXT deal, but, uh, you're right. It's easier, financially speaking, to sign an NIL deal or an NXT deal in this case, because uh, you're not you're not dealing with major TV stars. You're not dealing with with people who are looking to immediately be placed on Raw SmackDown. It's uh, it's different. It's it's a different beast when you're doing the NIL deal because you're basically just there to train. You're you're not you're not there. Like you're not you're not known. You're not a public facing figure. You're not ready yet. We're here to mold you into whatever you're about to become as a, as an NXT quote unquote superstar and so on and so forth. So uh, it makes sense to be focused right now on the NIL stuff and bringing in some of those athletes that they can build up. And that works. I mean, that works for them. At least uh, it, it has, there, there've been some success stories coming out slowly, but surely success stories coming out of the NIL stuff. Yeah. Again, very slowly, but surely, or at least coming out of, the post pandemic tryouts, you know, Nikita Lyons is, is one, but she also had wrestling experience beforehand. Um, you know, we, uh, Bobby Stevenson, right. Gable's brother is yeah. Damon Kemp and he's doing quite well for himself. He's slowly building a name in NXT and learning a lot as well. Uh, there are, there are a few people like this tank ledger guy that they're really starting to put some, uh, some work behind. He, he didn't have a bad first match. He's, on NXT, he's been working level up as well. Miles Bourne is another one. There are certain people coming through developmental that they're starting to build. They're starting to get there, and that's a good thing. Uh, Saul Ruka is another example of that. Saul Ruka was not a wrestler coming into this whole thing. I think uh, she's just been, you know, doing really, really good stuff. I think they have very high hopes for the Cavender twins. I mean, they, yes, uh, James Kimball mentioned like. You know, they have like half the success of the the Bella Garcia twins. Like, we'll we'll be very pleased with that. You know, the Cavender twins, big following on social media. They just signed a, a big deal with uh, Jake Paul's better uh, platform and everything. You know, they're on the Today Show. They they've, they've foregone their their final year of basketball in in college and everything. Like, I don't know how good they're going to be. At wrestling, we we shall see. They are, of course, going to enter into uh, the the performance center. They, their agent said that you know, hopefully by by spring, they're they're going to be at the performance center and see feeling things out, seeing how that goes. A lot of wrestlers talk about when it comes to this nil stuff of like a lot of it just kind of comes down to like how bad you actually want to be a wrestler. There's no doubt about the athleticism of these people. But it's different than you know playing basketball or running track and field and, and things like that. Like the, the wrestling footwork and timing is completely different than all of that. And some people just don't want to put in that work. It, some of these athletes just like, oh, okay, like this seems like a good idea, but now that I'm actually here and I see what wrestling is all about, a lot more difficult now that now that I'm here. And like, do they feel that same way? Of hey, this seems cool like the nil deal it was a nice opportunity to do something like after basketball but you know what we can kind of just make more money on instagram than taking bumps every single day and being on the road every single day you have to have a certain level of love for all of this to to want to do it 
full time, especially when you've already achieved some bit of of fame, however high that might be. Like, but when you've already seen achieved some sort of fame just based on like your your social media presence. I've come to understand as well that the NIL deal is not specifically wanting you to become a wrestler. In some cases, it's wanting you to become part of just the WWE quote unquote family, whatever that is. For some, it is right. a backstage role. For some, it is medical. For some, it is becoming a referee or an agent, not necessarily an agent, but you know what I'm trying to say. Someone who's involved with WWE, but not necessarily in ring wrestling every week. And uh, that's okay. Again, you're, you're replenishing the stock and trying to figure out who makes sense for your brand. Uh, you know, a good example of that was Thunder Rosa once upon a time was offered the opportunity to become a referee with WWE and have a referee tryout. She decided, no, that's not for me. I still have time in the ring. And she has since gone on to, you know, have a career with the NWA and then with AEW. Of course, right now she's still out and injured. Um, FIFA Select reported that there's concern that she may require surgery. And hopefully that's not the case. But she has been out for a year at this point, which... Um, it's very it was it was august it was august was it august yeah, yeah. it was just before all out it's only april oh, i thought for something well, i know i know what month it is <laughs> although it was just snowing a few minutes ago here in toronto so i have that going for me i don't know what month or date it is anymore but um yeah the, the, the nil deals are are very different from main roster deals and uh whatever happens with the merger and with the new media rights deal are absolutely going to impact who you bring in moving forward or who stays moving forward. That's a whole other conversation. I mean, one person who I'm sure they had interest in, in bringing back was Mercedes Monet. Yeah, let's go ahead, go ahead and jump into this. Ali Albright's going to be joining us here in, in just a few minutes to uh, talk about Mercedes and also her own wrestling career. But I'm sure they had interest in Mercedes Monet. Triple H in the, the interview he did with Helwani, I believe at Survivor Series time. Uh, was was when he did no because Bray Wyatt was already back it, so it must have been around SummerSlam. Um, so when he did did that interview, he was asked about the former Sasha Banks, and he said like she's gonna kind of do whatever whatever she wants. Like if she wants to come back, there's a spot for her. But like she's gonna do whatever she wants, and she decided you know what I'm gonna go to Japan. I'm gonna sign with New Japan. I'm gonna do some matches in Stardom, and so she yeah, she that's. But she did. She signed with New Japan when she became a free agent at the beginning of the year. She made her debut at Wrestle Kingdom. She's wrestled three matches. All of them were fantastic. She won the IWGP Women's uh, Championship from the former Kairi Sane. And then she defended it in Triple Threat. And she just lost it to uh, Mayu Itani at Stardom. And she's going to be back for New Japan Resurgence here in May. I don't know any type of details when it comes to further now whatever that might be but we do know she will be back at new japan resurgence so at the very least she's going to have at least one more appearance match when it comes to new japan stardom she has said she won the move there full time in japan she's taking um japanese language classes over there in japan Seems like she's really enjoying stuff. The the Bushi Road president just came out and, and praised her and you know talked about like how she has helped like the growth of stardom and everything. I know New Japan World subscriptions went up when it came to uh Wrestle Kingdom, and some of that can be attributed to to Osprey and Omega. I, I don't want to sell them short, but a lot of attribution to the, the tease of Monet arriving. Like She's doing it, and she's having a lot of fun doing it. And that was somebody who WWE, I'm sure, had plenty interest in when Triple H took over. And she was like, nah, you know what? 
I'm going to go over here and do my own thing. It's okay, Jeremy. She's just getting it out of her system. <laughs> yes, she'll be back. It's, it's let it's, her, let her. Uh, it's rum. It's wrestling rum. <laughs> let her have her tour in Japan. Just she'll be back. Everybody, that's where the biggest stars are made. Is WWE? That's right. That's right. Nowhere else. Shall we? Yes. Let's uh, bring in our guest. Uh, people, people have seen her on the channel before. Usually talking Taylor Swift with mm-hmm. me. Uh, midnight stream at midnight talking Taylor Swift, but she's a wrestler in her own right. She's wrestled Billy Starks. We're going to talk to her about that match. Uh, she's a big fan of the great Mercedes Monet and went, well, went a little viral the other week when Mercedes was wearing her shirt while she was training over in Japan. She's Allie Albright. Allie, how you doing? Okay. Can you hear me this time? You bet. Yes. Okay, great. Cause last time I was, for the Taylor or no, it was for Mercedes. I think. For maybe New Japan or the Wrestle Kingdom stream, I think. Uh, I came on here. I was just blabbing away, but I was muted. So, okay. So, I'm glad you could hear me. Thanks for having me on, Besties. I'm so excited. Um, Thank you. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I want to start. I I, want to start. The elephant in the room for me is is the the Uh T-shirt. Mercedes wearing the T-shirts. And of course, a lot of people saw your your logo. They saw the Ali Albright on it. Uh, talk to me the, the feeling, and also just the relationship um, that that you two have maybe developed, or at least the the fandom that's developed between the two. Yeah, it's oh, it's just so crazy for me to even like put into words because everybody knows she's my absolute favorite. She's the reason why I wanted to become a wrestler. Um, yeah, it just started when. I met her for the first time in 2015, maybe. And I just kept meeting her over and over again. So it just became kind of like a friendship through like being a fan. And she has given me so much great advice when it comes to wrestling. And I've updated her throughout my journey of training, which is just crazy for me to even think about. And I wanted to give her my first official wrestling t-shirt and she loved it, and I'm just glad she didn't throw it away, to be honest. But she she wore it, and the fact that she just did that means the world to me. So I can't even believe that I'm saying that, to be honest. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy for sure. I thought that was such a cool moment, and I've seen you – you know, you're, I, I see you interact in, in the Fightful post shows and the chats, and you and I have never really had a chance to to chat. So, hi, it's good to, to hi, meet Bestie. You. Hi. Uh, so this this is great because I mean, I, I'm I'm getting to learn a little bit more about you and and your fandom, and also just your training as well because you're you're a wrestler. You are training and you are actively wrestling. I cannot. I can't. I can't even believe it. It's already. I've already been wrestling for two years, which is crazy in, in itself and i officially made my like official debut this year uh in singles competition which you all touched on a little bit i don't want to get too ahead but with billy starks and i'm doing it i can't believe it it's it's crazy to even think about hi ryan sorry i just saw in the comments in the comments <laughs> there you go. our pal our pal ryan sullivan I big fan you. big fan of the great ali albright as everybody should be <laughs> uh well i gotta ask uh you mentioned Mercedes giving you advice. Can you share any advice that she has given you on your journey so far? Yeah, just, I mean, the greatest advice that anybody could ever give you, you know, just, just to love it and just to have fun in what you're doing. I know as cliche as it might sound, but wrestling's hard. I mean, anything that you, you know, love and 
want to make into a career. I mean, you have to have passion for it. So, I mean, there's days when, you know, you don't want to like go to training or you don't want to, you know, get out of bed or whatever. But she just basically told me, you know, to just to love it and to have fun and to be, and to obviously be safe. But like, I know these are sound like little things, but when you take into consideration, like something like wrestling, you know, you have to remember that like every day, like when you go. So just, um, she just told me just to, yeah, just to love it. And just, if this is something I actually want to do, you know, like full time and as a career, like just to, you know, love it and just go after it. It's, it's not a little thing because one, one of the things that Mercedes is, is very big on is, is her crew. And she's always shouting them out. She's always uh, thanking them for their support and everything. So it is good to hear just these these stories of like, oh, she's very like actually behind the scenes interactive with a, a lot of them. I mean, you said you've been talking to her since like 2015 when you first met and, and just kind of updating her. And the fact yeah. that she is like, hey, keep keep informing me, like get the T-shirt. Like that's very good to see when it comes to wrestler fan interaction and the appreciation when it comes to that. Oh yeah. She's always been nothing but amazing to me. She's always wanting to know just how I'm doing, how everything's, you know, progressing. And to me that, that is one of the reasons why I was drawn to her as a wrestler and as a person in the first place. So, um, yeah, she, thank you, sis. Emily's in the chat. Um, yeah, she, she's, she loves me and I, I just love her and just, the fact that somebody like that would show the same amount of like appreciation for like me or just like a lot of her other like members of her crew. It just, it just means a lot. Oh gosh. Okay. Go ahead. Pop on. Come on. Up. Listen. Oh, this was a personal request from your guest. I, was okay, it? I didn't request she said, please, <laughs> Mr. SRS, please. Show up during my interview. Mr. SRS. I, I, I already... beg of you. I don't think I've ever said that in my life. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Wait. Nope. Right, the right way. Turn there we go. <laughs> Look at that. For the ruckus. I worked out with my ruckus beanie on Slay. the other day. Conjures up a good sweat. Hi, Emily. Why, why are we... <laughs> Hold on, let me time her out real quick. No. Oh, okay. no. What are we doing? No, my hands are not on the keyboard. I did not do this. What are, should, what are we doing? Anything? Should I run the footage of Allie and Emily at my house at midnight no. during the no. Taylor Swift album drop? No, because hey, we've seen that. We ran that on our yeah, live the, stream. The general audience. <laughs> the problem is, what do you expect them to ingest all your content, all of our content, Jerry? Yes. No, there's a lot of it. Yeah, there's a lot of content, and a lot of time yeah. on it too. That's right. <laughs> they were they were very excited. They were saying it's giving, and then something else that I didn't know. <laughs> I don't know what that they means. They called. They called in from the car as they were driving home oh, to yeah. join that we stream, did. and I was just happy they made it home safely. I was supposed <laughs> to be giving directions to Emily, but yeah, I think I you guys got lost at one point. <laughs> yeah, the thing it's giving should have been directions. <laughs> All right, that was pretty funny. I'll give them that one. That was good. That was good. <laughs> Anyway, do you have questions or anything? I'm eating eggs. Yes, you've no? been eating eggs. How long does it take you to eat eggs? A while. A while. Really? Oh my God. Where would you rank the backbreaker that I gave you that night? All time backbreakers you've taken in wrestling. 
pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Listen, but but it have to be at the. It would probably have to be at the bottom though because it. What? Because it wasn't in a ring. Because it was on a floor. Yeah, probably. Sean, where would you rank the reaction you got for that backbreaker on? That backbreaker louder than Black Label Pro because Emily was at least squalling in the background. That's true. I, I gave you nothing though, so like I, I just kind of popped right up. I no sold it. Yeah, there was at least Emily in the background going, "Oh my god, bestie!" <laughs> that that happened. Right? <laughs> yeah, that happened. You got some that. reaction, yeah. It did happen. Yeah. Look, look. I, I love seeing the rich background in Allie's neighborhood. There, like, look at that. I just. I was trying to go somewhere with some good service and where our dogs wouldn't bark. Sorry. You don't think we like dogs here? No, I'm you know supposed to mean. I know you but our dogs like to bark a lot, so I tried to come out here in this nice peaceful location, but I'm being attacked. By who? Well by you, by you. I'm not being a- You're like family to me. What are you talking about? I'm so excited to see you. I know, Bessie. I'm glad you got to see me. Anyway, I've killed the viewership, which is great. I love doing that here. But, uh, you know, let, let's let's play a little game. Let's play a word association game with, with what? What? Go ahead. Go ahead. Listen, you don't pay for love my games. Patreon. You don't give me enough money. We're no longer friends. Stop. I love no, what like, I love games. I, I, don't, I don't know what I game love, we were supposed to play. I just I really like how Sean's like, I kill your viewership, so I should go. But first, here's <laughs> a game to kill the viewership. <laughs> that's the game, apparently. Just killing the viewership. Yeah. That's, a, that's a different book. Different should have asked him if I pulled for me to go to London to face Steve Macklin. <sighs> I will I will pay for you to get your ass kicked by, by will Steve you? Macklin. Oh, let's, right, let's get this. Let's get this thing back on track. Allie, Mercedes Monet against Mayu Iwatani from from this past weekend. What did you think of that match? And then Mercedes run in New Japan and stardom in general. Oh my gosh. Her her run in Japan. First of all, I'm just so happy for her. I told her that too. I'm like, I'm just so happy that you've been able to actually live your full, like number one dream, you know, going to Japan, um, living her most authentic self over there. So that's it's you can just see how happy she is just or was, you know, in her time in Japan. Um, first of all, like her whole run there has been incredible. You love to see how much that she takes this not only seriously, but enough for her to want to improve and try to, you know, keep up with like the style of the women over there. And it's just much more, you know, fast paced and hard hitting. And we love to see it. Um Yeah. in her match with Mayu, I've watched it a couple times. I, I absolutely loved it. Um, oof, it's just so good. Like the, those meteoras, like that's something I've taken into my own move set. So it's so, it's so good to see um, her bringing out all the different stops with that. And you can just, I just love when people are so authentically themselves, like when Mercedes, I mean, you can still see like glimpses of Sasha Banks, like in her wrestling and throughout, you know, psychology and her move set. But it's just, you can tell that she, has just completely leveled up and it's just so amazing to see. She's like, she's on her revenge tour for sure. Um, so it's just, just that match with Mayu was incredible. So 
I think it's funny that you mentioned level up because that was exactly where my brain was at. It's she's she's still Mercedes, but she's doing it on such a different level, taking what she learned throughout the years, whether it's WWE or even before then. And now she's taking that, you know, she went and trained Lucha. She's going and training with Japanese legends. Mm -hmm. And now she's taking the time to, you know, tell different stories with, with by and large, a group of women who may not even speak the language. And how do you tell stories when there's a language barrier? And I think that's, uh, that's something that, that is very worth mentioning when it comes to, uh, to wrestling abroad or just, wrestling in general if you've got to learn a different skill you you got to do it on the fly yeah so I think what, oh go ahead, go ahead Jeremy. No, good. oh i was just gonna say like when it comes to the performance aspect from her she's always just had star quality about her in in wwe and bringing that to new japan not that the, the ladies in stardom were not doing like performance and did not have like over the top presentation and stuff. But Mercedes brings that entertainment side of it, singing songs in in the press conference. And when when she does that, because she has such a big following in America, she brings people that who are the American audience watching Stardom, watching her over there in Japan. So it just builds everything for Stardom. And I think that's kind of yeah. I don't know if it's an underrated aspect of what she's accomplished in all of this, but she is just basically bringing American fans over to watching the Joshi product and the stardom product now. And that's a big deal. Like that's when she talks about like, Hey, I want to get back to wrestling. I want to do good for wrestling and stuff. Like this is how you do it. Uh, Ali, I want, I wanted to oh, go ahead, Joel. You had, a, you had a question previously. Well, no, I, w- I want to ask Ali with her training and with your, you know, the, the wrestling that you're doing now. I mean, what, who, who are you watching? And I know typically the answer becomes anyone and everyone, but you know, is there, are there any wrestlers that you're particularly looking at? at in terms of footage historically that influences your your training and your style um i definitely think that i don't know i kind of take from a lot of my different role models and inspirations um such as mercedes um i definitely take a lot from kenny omega as much as i can i can, i'm not saying i'm trying to be kenny omega because nobody nobody can right ali omega um <laughs> um but yeah, just like, you know, in the Young Bucks, people like that, um, just people I've always looked up to um, as best as I can, trying to um, emulate their specific movesets and stuff that I've always loved and admired as much as I can to like my own limits and abilities, because I'm in no way, shape or form a high flyer or, you know, whatever. But, you know, people like just people like that, just. I mean, obviously Mercedes. So, um, yeah, I would say her, the Young Bucks, Kenny, just people that I try to take little pieces here and there. So, uh, one winged Allie. Oh, no. One winged Bestie. I got to ask you about the match with uh with Billy Starks cuz I mean that's a that's a big deal. Billy Starks one one of the top names on independent wrestling allegedly according to Tony Schiavone signed by AEW but that has not been made official. Billy told me that she likes working with people who I mean she is young, she's 18, but she still wrestled for a while, wrestled everybody out there it seems like. She's like I like working with the people who haven't wrestled as much cuz I can just pitch dumb shit to them cuz she likes oh. doing a lot of dumb shit herself and what 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 was that conversation like with Billy when you're going through over the match and she had to pitch some dumb shit to you? 
Oh, did she? Um, she. The greatest thing about Billy is she's the reason why I chose the school I did, where she also got started. Um, she has been there since day one of my training, so it was really humbling and just such an honor for her to be my first like official debut like match for like like a show that we put on every month. Um, so yeah, I was originally supposed to wrestle some, uh, someone else and it was a surprise to me. Um, Caden actually texted me and was like, are you wrestling Billy today? I'm like, no, I don't think so. So she had made a tweet saying that she was going to be answering my open challenge. That was now an open challenge again. Um, and it's just crazy because I felt like, I mean, I felt like I was ready for it. Taylor pun. Um, <laughs> But it, it was just crazy. So, yeah, when she was going up, we were behind the curtain a little bit. We were talking about the match. She pitched these things that I had never practiced before. I had never done. And she's just like, oh, I know your limits and I know your abilities. You can do it. Trust me. You're fine. You can do it. And I'm just like, okay, Billy, whatever you say. Because trust is really important. Like, I wouldn't have put myself in that position with anyone else. But Billy has been there since like literally day one of my trainings. So I've known she knows everything that I can and can do. And I've learned so much from her. Sorry to get sidetracked, but I've just learned so much from her. She may be so much younger than me, but oh my gosh, she I've learned from her, more than her from her, more than probably like anybody, like in the ring, like actually being with her. It's crazy. She's a genius. But yeah, when she was pitching, um, she pitched Canadian Destroyer, which I had never even learned how to do yet. And I said, I'm like, girl, what? I don't even know how to do this. And like, right before we walked through the curtain, I'm like, girl, are you sure? Are you sure? And, yeah, she she's crazy, but she, that's what makes her so great, I think. And she, her psychology and her just in-ring ability alone is just amazing. She's definitely a superstar. I've been saying it for years. Um, but yeah, it's crazy to think that she was my official debut match and I love her so much. I owe her a lot. It's really funny that you mentioned the, the trust that wrestlers have with each other, especially when pitching, you know, spots that you may not feel like a hundred percent on. I, I had a conversation with Trey Miguel that was on Fightful a while ago. And he told me a story about Black Taurus doing the exact same thing with him and Trey being like, I don't think I can do this. And Trey's like, I've seen you fly. You'll be fine. You could do it. And he did it. And he's like, now it's part of my repertoire. So really, sometimes it is, you know, the person you're working with having that extra faith and being like, you're good. And that, that's oh, yeah. actually really cool. I think that speaks to like the 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 brother and sisterhood of wrestling, the family that it can be. And that's that's pretty cool to be in. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Let's say, how much how much confidence does it give you when Billy's like, nope, you can do this. Like, we're we're gonna go out there, everything will be fine. Oh, it, it means the world to me because obviously she's at a level I aspire to be. And I've just watched her progress as well. Um, just during my time, you know, training with her and going to shows and seeing her um, become, you know, like where she's at right now. And it, it means the world to me that somebody like that is like, oh, you know, you got it. Just like and giving me little feedback, like here's what to work on, you know, and confidence for me has always been like a big thing. And for just to be around her, I feel like it's helped my confidence a whole lot, especially like in the ring. So it, it means a lot to me that she would take the time to be like, Oh, you know, you've got it. You know, I know what you can do. You're fine. You can do this. So. 
we have a, a super chat from the now fired Kate Hensler. Hey, hi, Allie. So, can you give her a job? She just got fired. Oh, you can be my bestie. That can be your job. <laughs> How's the pay? <laughs> yeah, what's the pay on that? <laughs> you got to pet the dog. Once in a while, the dog has has made the run in now. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. I love it. Yeah, the the, uh, the pay on being the bestie is uh, what's it's it's invaluable. Jeremy is what it yeah, is. Yeah, you can't put it. You can't put a price on friendship. That's Joel. right. Maybe the yeah. friendship are the friend. Maybe the money is the friendships we made along the way. Also, money would be good though. Money no money is always. Good. Sorry. No, that's fine. I told you it was, it was going to happen. We'll work for doggos, says Kate. So I think okay, Kate. There you go. You can there come you and take care of them sometimes. <laughs> So, Ali, I want you to put your crew hat on for a second. Mercedes Monet drops the IWGP Women's Championship to Mayu Iwatani. She now has an appearance coming up at Resurgence. I believe that's, is that in May? Yeah, May 21st, I believe. So, what's next in your brain for Mercedes Monet in New Japan Pro Wrestling? I don't know. I, I really want her to continue to do whatever makes her like feel like she's completing this like journey that she's on in Japan. I know she's already like leaving Japan, but um, I don't know. I want her to do some more um, wrestle some people that she's never had the opportunity to. Um, I would like to see her potentially go to, you know, get another contract somewhere or something like that. But in the meantime, I just want her to kind of explore all the options that are out there. Cause I feel like that's where she's, like driving the most. And she's, cause the other day she was like, who's the best re- women's wrestler in the UK, you know, who's here and there. So I don't know. I just feel like I want her to explore all those options out there before really making like a big decision, like signing with AW or signing, you know, again with WWE, whatever. Um, so yeah, I feel like, I, f- I feel like that's maybe the route she's going. Um, definitely. But I hope maybe a match of mine is in there somewhere. Um, <laughs> Manifest, it. Manifest it. Manifest it. Put it out there in the world. Yes. And it- it's always there. Make yeah. it happen. Make it happen. Before before we let you go, Allie, it, look, be remiss if we didn't talk a little Taylor Swift, right? Oh, yes. So, Let's go. Yes, yes. So uh, the first, how I sort of met you guys, I was on the SmackDown post show, and Sean pulled up a super chat. I, I don't remember if it was from you or your sister. Oh, yeah. I'm going to pull, yeah. pull, up, pull up one. I'm going to pull up this comment from, from Emily. And I see this profile picture, and I got, like, real close to the computer screen. <laughs> And Sean's like, yes, Jeremy, that is who you think it is. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then we became best friends after that because you guys were were Swifties. And so (laughs) then you were on the midnight stream and everything. So I have a very important question for you. I've I've gotten the kids into Taylor Swift. They they did a big, big Taylor Swift concert yesterday. They love I Knew You Were Trouble. Uh, Welcome to New York. Big fan. Big fan of that one. Uh, a lot of a lot of red, a lot of red listening, which, which okay. is good. They love "Shake It Off." What is like a good a good song for the kids to to dance to that I can continue to keep playing to upset their their mother who just sent me a text message rolling her eyes? Oh my gosh, that is so hard. A song to dance to? Yeah, what's well, like a really good like dance song? Oh. Hmm. I would say, you know what's big on on the TikTok right now is Karma. That's a fun dance. It's got, song. it's got some cursing in it. It's got some cursing. You can in play it, the so. non-explicit version. Okay. 
That is a good dance song. You're right. Uh, you guys started young, though, you know. Um, um, uh, oh, uh, Emily. You got to start. Emily. Yeah, me. Yeah, me. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good dance song. Bejeweled. I danced to Bejeweled in the car. Yeah, Bejeweled. Yeah. Me, me is actually a really good answer. Yeah. All right. I, um, I gotta, I'm just going to keep playing Taylor Swift around oh, the yeah, house. Got, got into the car today and we had the, with the radio up from listening to Taylor Swift and got in there. I was like, Oh, sorry. We were jamming out yesterday to, to Taylor when we went to go pick up pizza and the, the other was oh. like, Why, what are we doing? Listen, it was, it was too loud, too loud. I was like, no, no, no nonsense. No, exactly. Exactly. No. Complaining about uh, ruining YouTube algorithms. Like you guys are just playing Taylor Swift all the time. My YouTube algorithm is ruined. I'm like the default is Taylor Swift on the YouTube algorithm. <laughs> you guys are ruining the YouTube algorithm with your video game searching True. and things like that. True. That's how I see True. it. Allie, thank you for joining us today. Let everybody know where they can find you at. Oh, um, you can find me. You can follow me on Twitter if you want. You don't have to. It's fine. Um, Allie Wrestles, A-L-L-I-E, Wrestles. Um, you can also buy my shirt if you want, if you want to be like Mercedes and be a bestie and wreck right. the Allie Albright t-shirt. Um, that's available at ProWrestlingTees.com. Uh, just type in Allie Albright. Um, yeah, or you can message me on Twitter. I have some. Um, oh, and also, can I plug the show we have coming up this weekend? Yeah, Brian House Pro Wrestling, uh, where I train. We put on shows every month. Um, I will be tagging with Thunder Kitty um, against in a two-on-one handicap match versus JoJo Cephas, which is a new rival of ours. He has been causing all kinds of trouble, likes to run his mouth, stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, if you're in the Jeffersonville, Indiana area, come on out. It's called Rise. Um, it's one of our biggest shows of the year. This Sunday, uh, April 30th. Yes, April 30th. Um, so yeah, love, love to see everybody in the bestie section. Um, thank you, Joel and Jeremy. Y'all are besties for life. You know this. Joel, Joel um, you gotta do it. You gotta be for the ruckus here at the end, Joel. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Nailed it. Thank you, Allie. This was wonderful. Thank you guys so much. Thank, thank you, Allie. Thank much, you, besties. Much love yeah. and continued success on your, your wrestling journey. And thank you. Thank to, you. Uh, and thank you for joining us to talk about that and Mercedes as well. well Good luck course. this weekend. Kick some ass. Thank you. I'll try. Take care. You got it. You got it. <laughs> Thank you. The great Allie Albright joining us there. She rules. She does. She's a sweetheart too. Just a, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching her grow in wrestling, uh, especially after that conversation. She, uh, she good, good head on her shoulders and a lot of potential to, uh, to have a lot of fun out there. It's good. She, she's a Swifty Joel. Like, I know it's we're, good we're the best kind of people. Anyway, I had to mute myself for a second. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, man. You got a little bit of time left, Jeremy. What do you want to we talk do. about? So, what do you want to talk about? I, um, I actually, I want to ask a question to you that I asked Ali, which was about Mercedes at Resurgence. You know, where did she go from here? She came in. On her first, you know, round, her first story was winning the IWGP Women's Championship from Kyrie. She defended it a couple of times successfully, and then lost it to Mayu Iwatani a couple nights ago. Uh, what now? It, uh, do you do a rematch uh, already, or does something else have to happen? I don't know what her future is 
beyond the, this this one show with stardom again we know she's agreed she's advertised she's announced for the resurgence show here's what i'm gonna throw at you joel pearl because resurgence they're they're back in america for this so it's an american show that she's going to be on for for this one uh it's in california in long beach home of uh home of, of snoop dogg famous cousin of mercedes monet i'm not going to pitch mercedes monet and snoop dogg although that would be fantastic what i am going to pitch though is mercedes and okada teaming up because they kind they teased it at the end of battle in the valley where they both celebrated with their titles and it's like hey this is a big deal here i think being back in california i think you follow up on that she doesn't need to be in a title match because then the expectation might be if she wins the title and i don't know if you want to go in like with that expectation especially if, if she's not going to stick around and she doesn't need to lose like back-to-back matches or anything she should like she should still be treated as, as the star that she is i want to see mercedes and, and okada team up who they face uh, throw anybody out there honestly like like throw anybody out there that, that you want you want them to face if you want if you do want to have like sonata out there teaming with uh one, one of the the stardom champions because i know she's she's mentioned that um if you want to have her team with and julia yeah there you go just, just five guys and a girl <laughs> <laughs> one girl five guys maybe not that, like yeah, don't know. We don't need to Maybe that. not. Uh, just five yeah. guys and a girl. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that's what I would do. I, that's why I would. I would have Mercedes and Okada team up on that show. I think that'd be. I think that'd be really cool. I think that would be a lot of fun. I. I'm glad that you brought that up because I think a mixed tag would be very interesting. I thought that'd be. I think that would be a lot of fun. I don't know if New Japan would be into that and start them together like Bushi Road. I don't. I don't know if that's something that they would want to do. They've done a crossover event together, though. Like, but did the crossover event have any mixed tag? Yeah, there was one match, wasn't there? One mixed tag match. I think there was more than one. I mean, my memory on this stuff is awful. But uh, hold on, historic crossover. There was, there was, there was definitely some mixed tag on. I was called historic crossover, and not Xover. It's well, I get the branding, but good lord. Sure, sure. Um. Okay, so they they did have they had Tanahashi teaming with uh, Hayashi Shida. Yes. Yeah, against um, yeah, Goto and Micah. Okay. Yeah, they had an eight person mixed tag match. They had, they had Julia and Zack Sabre Jr. They had a bunch. Okay, they did. They did. Maybe my brain just okay. Fine. Yes, I, was, I knew right. they had more than one. So there you go. That headline with that Mercedes and Okada headline in that show that sell that sells very quickly. That'd be fine with me. So there you go. We can do. We can easily have fun doing an Okada and Mercedes versus. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm stuck on Sonata and Julia. Let's do that. It's fine. I'm, I'm I'm fine with that. Here's here's how the show wins. Mercedes Okada victorious. The Mercedes takes out Okada and goes. Ha, 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 ha. So that's when that's when we get this. That was a, that wasn't a half bad Mercedes laugh. Uh, I gotta Thank give you. you that. Um, that's when we get the Snoop Dogg appearance. Snoop Dogg rolling up, end of the show, Long Beach, chilling with Okada and Mercedes. Do you think Merce, Do you think Okada puff puffs and pass? Like, is is Okada? See that type of person? I think he is. I think he yeah. is. Yeah, I think he is. I, I I don't think he does it um, 
No, I, no, I think he is. I, I, I do. Especially when he does stateside visits. Rainmaker? Okada? I mean... Yeah. He's the smoke. He's the smoke bringer and the rainmaker. Got to make it rain out there. Sometimes That's right. you, you need get get Okada taking an edible or something. <laughs> Takes a giant gummy as he walks to the ring. Yeah. Mercedes cool. gave me these. She said it would help. <laughs> so the CBD. This is from her company. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's oh, so funny. I need I need Okada. Uh, just yeah. So Kata, Snoop Dogg, and Mercedes. Just the photo. Think <laughs> of that photo. Are you kidding me? That's all I want. That's all I want in life. Make oh it my. happen, New Japan. What else is going on? Raw's tonight. We only know of really one thing that's going on, and that's uh well, two things. One bad bunny is back, so that's actually gonna be fun to see. And then the other thing is Ray versus uh Damien Priest. Yeah. Tell me if you've Exciting. heard that one before. Exciting stuff. Here on Monday Night Raw, that could be moving to Tuesdays or Wednesdays or Fridays, if that's what Stop it. Do you actually think that there's any world in which they would do that? I mean, SmackDown has no. moved so often, but you know, Monday Night Raw feels like you can't just say, "Welcome to Saturday Night Raw what, Collision." What day? Like, what day do you like actually do that on, though? Because like Monday is so established when it comes comes to Raw. Tuesday you have NXT that's still around. Uh, Wednesday AEW would be very mad if uh, WWE comes to Wednesday. They were on Wednesdays first, you know, Joel. So AEW would be very mad if they come to Wednesday. Thursday ROH is going to be very mad. Impact's going to be very mad. We were on Thursdays first. Just run it like simultaneously. I had this idea a long time ago and i'm gonna throw it back out there now to just make my life easier which is even one day for all these shows okay just one day start these shows at like nine o'clock in the morning of raw from nine to twelve we have AEW from twelve to two that's dynamite we have smackdown from two to four my timing is gonna get all screwed up here uh, yep. SmackDown from two to four, and then we'll have, I guess, Collision from four to six. We have ROH from six to eight. We they're, have they're going like an hour nowadays on ROH. Okay, that, that's even better then. All right, six to seven for yeah. ROH. We have Impact from seven to nine. We have NXT from nine to eleven. Did I miss anything? Dark and dark elevation. Nah, no, we're not <laughs> worried about that. Uh, we got Impact ROH. We got Raw SmackDown. We got Rampage. We got Rampage. I said Collision. Throw throw Rampage on from eleven to to twelve. To midnight. Okay, that makes yeah. sense because currently that's basically where AEW would probably put it if they were putting any work yeah. into Rampage. Uh, I think I think you got it. NWA. No, we're, not, in, no, we're not worried about them. We're not worried. MLW is on the on the cusp of their next big deal that's going to catapult them into the stratosphere. Yeah, yeah. We're 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 worried about. You know, the shows, the MLW and NWA just find a spot in that gap. And if fans want to tune in and watch, then, then, yeah, then they get the overnight. Yeah. But yeah normally the stream will be off the air. The off the air is us showing MLW and NWA and NWA USA uh, and, and MLW's second show, whatever it's called, Underground. Underground. Uh, there you go. Plenty. And some just of them one night, like, one day, one day for all of these shows, nine, 9 a.m. in the morning to 12. And then we don't have to worry about watching wrestling any other day of the week. All of our shows are on one day. Just cover everything for one day. 
But then what about the post shows? How do we do the post shows? Do we split them up or do we do one long ass post show? Oh, you treat it like 24 hour cable TV news where like you have the post show one and then the next group of people come in and they cycle out. They do a little crossover kind of like ROH and impact. Okay. I see it. I see the vision. I think it's awful, but I see the vision, Jeremy Lambert. Just run, run the post shows right after immediately as well. So the, the WWE post show raw, can start at noon and it can just run as the same time AEW does. And like you said, once once that goes, cycle the next group in to review Rampage or Dynamite or whatever show I said should be on at noon. Then cycle the next group in. It's gonna be like a you know a 10 hour post show. If if Kate and Alex are on, it's gonna be a 30 hour post show. Um but that this is what this is what it should be. And then the rest of the days are free. You don't have to worry about wrestling shows the rest of the days. Cut down on travel too. You don't have to travel yeah. every single day. This it's all one day. What about pay per views? What the pay per view schedule can stay the, the, the same. That's fine. The pay per views don't bother me. Yeah. yeah, that's a weekend, right? Most of the time. Right. Oh, all right. So let's let's have our one day of wrestling all on like, I guess maybe a Wednesday, just like Wednesday wrestling. See, it it, it alliteration. Alliteration. There, yeah. Yeah. Wednesday Wrestling Wednesday, www.www.com. No, you took it too far on that one. <laughs> that's that's what we're going to go. Watch your wrestling. Yeah, WYW Wednesdays. Yeah. Watch your Wednesday. Yeah, that was a thing. That Watch happened. Wrestling Wednesdays. Anyway, yeah. we so, watch wrestling on Wednesdays at 316 a.m. That's a different show altogether. This is what we need. And then we got the rest of the days off. Then we don't have to do anything on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. It's going to cut into our show. We'd have to change up our schedule because we do a show on Wednesday. So we'd be live from 10 to 12 during Raw. Oh, that's fine. We'll do a watch along. We'll just do a watch along, side screen, whatever. We'll talk. And then, there's. by the way, going back to Raw, we were talking about Rey Mysterio and Damian Priest. So the last time those two had a one-on-one match on TV was actually March 27th, WrestleMania Raw. And it was a DQ finish. Before no. that was it's been less than a month. It has been less than a month, and then before that was September fifth, and Damian Priest beat Rey Mysterio, and then before that was uh, July eighteenth, twenty twenty two. So they've had three TV matches. In- okay, but didn't they just wrestle in a tag team match on SmackDown? Oh, I'm sure they did, but that doesn't count. It does. I just feel like I've seen this pairing so much. Ryan Sullivan is trying to poo-poo my idea then people at work can't watch well they should get a job that doesn't suck and allows them to watch wrestling on wednesday when i had a desk job i just put my phone in front of me and i watched whatever while i worked or take wednesday off just work a saturday instead ryan easy see we did it by the way judgment day versus lw was this past friday on smackdown yeah see i've seen this match i've seen this match a million times have you ever been to the Schottenstein Center in Columbus? Huh? No, I've That's lived. Good. I've I've yeah. not lived here that long, Joel. Mm-hmm. I've only been to one place, one arena in Columbus. It was when the Blue Jackets played the Avs last year, uh, yeah. and the Avs lost, unfortunately. But they eventually won the 2022 Stanley Cup and are the 2022 Stanley Cup champions. So that's okay that they lost to the Blue Jackets when I was there last year, because it all ended well. Before we get out of here, who's winning the Stanley Cup this year? Not the Colorado Avalanche. I will put no no faith in them as that is the gimmick. 
So not them. I will be watching the Colorado Avalanche lose tonight against the Seattle Kraken instead of Raw because the game's at 10. So yet two hours, Raw, impress me for two hours. And then I'm flipping on hockey as if I wasn't already just going to be watching hockey. We got the Leafs and the Lightning tonight Mm -hmm. as well. Devils Rangers as well. Um, And then what's it? Vegas, Vegas and Winnipeg, I believe is the, the other game tonight. So I'll be watching hockey tonight and i guess if wrestling's on then i love how you're like you've got two hours to impress me raw that's like basically every week for most yeah, i don't care about the third hour that's yeah, fine. You got two hours we're gonna then we're gonna turn down the lights um man i don't even know because i haven't been following hockey this year but it feels like a lot of people talking about boston yeah boston's really good i mean that that's the that's the overwhelming favorite they had the best regular season in history they did lose one game to florida that that made the series one one and people like kind of panicked a little bit, but then they just won the next two and it's like okay yeah Boston's still good, yeah Boston Boston's the favorite the Avs are the favorite to come out the West but it won't happen we're too banged up we're not good enough Allie says the the Stars, I the Stars they they held on and beat Minnesota last night that was a, that was a good game I watched that the Oilers have not looked good but I'd still be a little afraid of them uh, they. But they, they were lucky to, to beat the Kings last night. That was a close game. It's been a fun playoff so far. It's yeah, absolutely. Much more I, looking forward to that than, than Raw tonight. I will take much more stock in uh, the game of professional National League hockey when both of my teams do well again. <laughs> so like in 20 um, years, when Ryan Reynolds has uprooted the team from Ottawa and moved it to <laughs> Le Breton Flats, which is also in Ottawa, and then the Ducks, the Samuelis, sell the team and – I don't know, man. I can't watch hockey anymore because both my teams suck. I think well, we're done here, though. There's no fine. other wrestling to talk about. Find new teams. What are you looking forward to on what's something throw out a prediction, Joel? You're good at this prediction stuff. What's something that's gonna happen on Raw tonight that you are looking forward to happening? Omas is gonna get one up on Seth Rollins to to set up, and I use the air quotes very heavily, their match at backlash. How's he going to do it? What, what, what happens? He comes out and he's going to rip his suit? You know, it's going to be MVP and Seth Rollins having a promo off, and then Seth Rollins is going to be doing the laugh, and then uh, Omos is going to show up out of nowhere, and he's going to take out Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is going to be made to look like a bitch while the crowd chants, whoa, whoa, very confusingly. And no, That's... they do not reform the Hurt Business. I'm, I'm sorry. We, we've tried it. We tried it. We failed. Every time, I swear to God, I've said this before. Every time there's a whiff of like, oh, what if MVP is reforming the Hurt Business? Vince McMahon comes back and is just like, God damn it, none of my watch. And it just doesn't happen. We can't keep doing it. Okay. But serious question, Joel. Sure. What if we reform the Hurt Business? With Omos at the front and center? Yeah. What if you do it after the draft and you have Carmelo Hayes come up with the end with the NXT championship? Sure, I'm fine with that. I mean, I think Hayes is as the look where he should certainly be on on the main roster, but he's probably gonna have a little bit longer run with yeah. the with the NXT title. If, if they're doing the hurt business, I want it to just be the the hurt business. I don't want I don't want them to inject new blood into that just yet. I think there's more of a story to tell with the the old older guys the 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 original guys then hey let's throw in omas let's throw in uh let's throw in carmelo hayes tell the original story first there was that whole like her business too with omas and the street profits and carmelo hayes and mvp reps them and 
I was like, okay, yeah. Then what? And people are like, well, it looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And then what? People are just going to turn like backstage photos into like, oh, this is the, the new group type it's true. of thing. That's it. Things that go hard at yeah. 90s WWE. <laughs> it's taken from 20 other accounts. <laughs> uh, let's go. Are you looking forward to anything in particular on Raw that you think is going to happen or definitely should? I'm looking forward to Cody Rhodes coming out. And he's just going to come out and he's going to stand in the middle of the ring and he's just going to see. He's just going to. And get real. Hold on. Put my mic up here. He's going to see facial ticks. Yeah. facial ticks yeah, with, so with Cody Rhodes. That's what's going to happen. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking, looking forward to just Cody Rhodes seething on Monday Night Raw because Brock Lesnar will not show up to fight him. Where are they tonight? I thought you oh. said Columbus. Or is that, that oh, that was this last week. They are, oh, they are in Chicago. Oh, I'm looking forward to the CM Punk chances. CM Cody Punk Rhodes seeds. Right, they all stayed arena tonight for Monday Night Raw. Okay. Oh boy, and oh. and you know what? Cody Rhodes did tweet out last time we were in Chicago. Some stuff happened, so let's talk about it. So, um, I'm looking forward to that. What happened the last time they were in Chicago that they want to talk about? I don't know. I'm sure Cody got beat down by somebody in Chicago. Let's find out. We're gonna go to cage match, and while you're while I'm doing that, you're gonna do the plugs. I don't. What am I plugging? Don't follow me on Twitter. Follow Steven Jensen on Twitter at fighttalk underscore. Uh, I guess follow Joe Pearl on Twitter if you want. His screen name's been up there the entire time. We got a lot coming to Fightful Overbooked. In about three hours from now, uh, our interview, myself, SP3, and Cher Delaware did with uh, Mark Long will we'll premiere. Mark Long, uh, the MTV Challenge godfather out there talking a lot of wrestling, a lot, a lot of wrestling um, in that interview. Very fun interview with the great Mark Long. Uh, we have a new episode of New Japan Bread Club this week. We have Indeed. We have more In the Weeds. We are here live every single Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 10 to noon, working on some guests. We will let people know who we get when we get everything aligned on that. But we're covering wrestling every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Myself and Joel Pearl. What, what happened to Cody? Big thanks to Ali Albright. Big thanks to Steve Macklin for joining us. This was a really fun episode. Uh, I'm looking at cage match. Revolution 2020. MJF beat Cody. All right. I don't think he's going to talk about that. Other than that, FTR beats. Oh, no. It was FTR, Andrade, and Malachi Black defeat Cody Rhodes and Death Triangle uh, on an episode of Dynamite. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, the really gonna... hasn't been much. Why does why does he say that stuff happens? Why is it? A, it doesn't have to be a match, though. We could have just been there in Chicago and just like showed up. Yeah, and he, just something could have happened. So I don't know about it. that. Yeah, I'm still watching us. So clearly, this is meaningful. <laughs> Something's going on. Cody hypes up tomorrow. I remember the last time I was there. Let's see if this 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 has something. Well, no, absolutely nothing. I remember the last time I was there. Oh, Hell in a Cell 2022. There, see? That was Chicago with the titty out. Why isn't that on Cage Match? Do you not know how to use Cage Match as a shirt search function? I do. I'm currently using it. I was looking at matches from Chicago. I think you are not good at any of this, Joel. That's my guess, is you're just you're just bad. 
Oh, it's because no, it's because Chicago they oh, call it Rosemont. Rosemont, yeah, it's listed as Rosemont. There you go. Hell in a Cell, oh. Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes. Should have searched for Allstate Arena. How about that? So you're not very good at this uh, this cage eh. match searching. Eh. Let's get out of here, Joel. Do, do final whatevers. Yeah, I'm at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-A-R-L. Go follow us on Bifle Overbooked. Go follow us on your favorite podcast platform, Bifle Overbooked, and drop us a five-star review, because guess what? That gets us a little bit closer to your friends' ears hearing our content and conversations uh and on top of that leave a thumbs up on this video if you've gotten this far congratulations don't know what you did here but you made it ladies and gentlemen friends beyond the binary we'll see you on wednesday for in the weeds talking about who knows what everything in wrestling so come and join us take care cheers